Hello and welcome to Outside the Zeitgeist, an opinion podcast presented by Mook Media. Please be aware that the opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the host platform. Outside the Zeitgeist is funded by people like you, for some reason. And now, here are your hosts, Greg and Charles. All right, this is Outside the Zeitgeist, episode 26, and I am your resident misanthrope, Charles. I'm your resident skeptic, Greg. Cheers, Greg. Cheers, Charles. Don't forget to <sighs> dislike, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, dislike the video to express the feeling is mutual. And before we get into the nightmare fuel, oh, we got some comments. We got comments. We got comments. Oh my gosh. So this one, the first comment was on our first episode. Because YouTube apparently is the only thing that shows us comments. It said if 150 million people voted between Biden and Trump, that raises the question of where were the remaining 180 million and what were they doing? Well, most of them were kids. Yeah, you see, that's. I feel like that's. that's uh, I mean, if you're not thinking about the fact that, by the way, our largest. One of our largest segments of the population is not only the old, but also the very young. And the fact of the matter is that probably about a third of the population. Um, well, the, 100 million at least, I think. The voting block is 220 million. Of, uh... That's the number of registered voters in the okay. country. So, but even, even so, I think about a third of the population or something like that is less than, um, 18 years of age and thus is ineligible mm. to vote to begin with. Yep. But it's, it's, it's something that, inter- that is interesting to see. Um, this is great. Kind of reminds me of Yahtzee and Gabi's weekly podcast, but this isn't the reason why I'm subscribing. No, that honor goes entirely to your Samus statue <laughs> in the background. That is actually an amiibo, and we love the fact that you subscribe, not for the content, but for the little bullshit. Excellent, excellent. I love bullshit. And this next comment was on episode 25. All countries claimed they needed help with transportation of COVID-19 positive citizens, so Biden gave them extra stimulus. Countries that were supposed to use the CDC-modified buses then use grungy yellow cabs. This is happening right now under all your noses. You mean counties? <coughs> well, I did look up. Um, uh, I did do a search for yellow cabs, and I've, all I found was in America that a lot of a lot of yellow cab companies were getting stimulus money to keep operating and, and whatnot. Oh, really? What about Uber? Um, were, were they passing all the Uber money to all the Uber drivers? No, but, you know, Uber drivers just had a lot of their uh, workers' rights taken away in California. Sure, so nobody yeah, cares about them Why would we anyways. want to give them anything? Um, I couldn't find anything in other countries, so I'm one... I'm, oh, no, he said counties. All counties claim, yes. That's what I'm saying, counties. You know, I can't fucking read. So, because our first part of Nightmare Fuel is that I've been sick, so... It's all right. Being sick is part of life. Yeah, I, I technically I can say I got a coronavirus because the the head, oh my God. the head cold is a coronavirus. Did you get the coronavirus the dogs are getting? I don't know. Which dogs? They, the dogs in the Philippines, obviously, where they, they said they were getting these things. Or oh, really? Some, uh, I don't know. There was some, some small island cu- country out <coughs> in the Oceania area. The Oceania area? Yes. I'm calling it that from now on. It sounds better than... Uh, Anything else? Yeah, it's funny because, like, my neighbors were like, are you sure you don't have COVID? I'm like, like, I've never had a head cold before. I mean, not that my neighbors are horrible people. I'm just like, I've never had a head cold before. Granted, this is the first time I've had a head cold in seven years, which is obviously the effect of, uh, of uh, the fact that I've been washing my hands recently. Well, normally I, I don't wash my hands. Sorry. I just wipe off on my pants. Ever since I got what I believe was the common cold uh, about... 
three years back. Uh-huh. I've not had any issues with sicknesses since. It was a particularly strong version. I don't know what happened that year. All I know is that my, my immune system did not respond as quickly as I wanted, and thus I recovered within three days. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty... But not before passing it along to my father, who also recovered within a week. I was pretty, uh, pretty back to normal after only a couple of days, although I still had my uh, basket full of magic nose goblins. I'm mm. pretty sure I lost 20 pounds of mucus, but, you know. It's about par for course. Yeah, you know. But speaking of people getting sick, so apparently the CDC is not going to count uh, people that have gotten the doom spell and have gotten sick. For what? For um, when it comes to people getting COVID or whatever. Oh, that's wonderful! Yeah, let's not count them. Yeah, this was this was a little nugget. So they're they're not going to count them unless I, I guess the uh, the uh, situation is extreme. Extreme? Oh, you mean like the the people, especially the children, the men, the boys, who are getting all those um, heart conditions? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, because Would that be extreme? I'm not certain. I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I, I, I don't think I don't think a meteorite striking the Earth would be extreme either. You know, wiping out all plant life on the planet. No, absolutely not. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, what's this next thing? I want to. I just want to. I know this is old news, sort of, but I'm not certain how many people have actually heard this. But the um, the EU has stopped uh, usage of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine right. completely, and then also the FDA said uh, just a little bit back. That the uh, J Johnson Johnson had to destroy 60 million doses of their vaccine at one particular plant. Mm -hmm. uh, also, very interestingly enough, it just so happens that the J&J vaccines that are about to expire, I mean, you throw out stuff that's about to expire, but not, not according to the, uh, the FDA. The FDA has allowed them to extend the date of which... They actually expire. Well, I mean, the one thing about... Uh, or it was someone that did it. I'm not certain if it was the FDA. The one thing about expiry in general on, like, on um, products is that it's usually a recommended thing. Sometimes things can actually last beyond their expiry date. Sure. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I'm... Uh, even though I don't like J&J, &J, I'm still hesitant to just say, you know... It could be. It, it could also be coinciding with the fact that they asked them to throw away 60 million of their doses, and then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's interesting stuff to me. It just, everything seems to be going against the companies that are not Moderna or Pfizer, particularly Pfizer. Yeah, well. If, if your name is Pfizer, it seems like everything is going in your favor. Yeah, it seems that way. Seems that way. I've also been noticing, as I've been walking the streets, because, um, I do not walk around with a mask at all. I think it's foolish, and it is uh, stupid in any reason to be wearing a mask. Although during the height of the craziness of last year, uh, <coughs> since I wouldn't have been able to get food or not for wearing a mask, I unfortunately had to wear one when going into the stores. But I've noticed most likely, the, if you run into groups of people, mm -hmm. not like an individual, but groups of people, in groups, women tend to be more likely to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Uh, even more so if it is a younger child. For some reason, I still see children wearing masks, uh, but the parents sometimes are not, which also astounds me. It's like if you're, you're going to make your child wear a mask, why aren't 
you were. Do as I say, not as I do. I, it, do. it doesn't make any sense, but... I went through all the hard work of humping to produce you into this world, so you should listen to me and be grateful. Absolutely, right? Right? But it seems to me men are usually not the ones wearing a mask. If uh, their group is not wearing masks, it's, I typically see men not wearing it, which is interesting. Yeah, I'm a little stereotypically, men seem uh, are the more... Um, your, your typical male behavior is just like, oh, whatever, I'll take the brunt of it and get over it. Now, and, I also think, when I think about this, I also think about the fact that um, I, I looked at a graph uh, that was of a, a study of men and women average intelligences, and the fact <coughs> that men tend to be more skewed towards either the really stupid or the really smart, with a lot less being in the middle, but women tend to be more concentrated in the very middle and very unlikely to be the very smart or the very stupid, mm -hmm. which was interesting. It was just a... Uh, well, I'm definitely on the very stupid end of the spectrum, which is why I started this podcast. Of course, of course. Yeah. I'm not on any side of the spectrum. I'm, I'm outside. The, I'm on the, the Z, which mm. is... The Z. <laughs> so you're, you're an imaginary number? Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, speaking of uh, education and whatnot, so... School year's ended, yep. and, you know, everybody's had their prom, and if you went to a certain school, you got a little, like, uh, pound sign hashtag marked on your hand if mm. you didn't get the doom spell. Was this in Germany? No, I think this was here in the States. Oh. Actually, I don't <laughs> <laughs> It might have been. I, I find the thing, when I read the uh, article, I found it very amusing that people did not, they couldn't. You know, step back and say, oh shit, are we about to become Nazis? So it's, it makes it very, it's, when you look at things from an outside perspective, it's, it's quite hilarious. Mm. But, uh, you know, this, this whole thing with the disease has been kind of interesting because apparently, now, I, I haven't really looked too deep into this, but apparently Google has helped fund the Wu flu. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Google actually also have some financial interest in uh, some like vaccine site or vaccine companies? They might. I, I, I believe I'd be they surprised if Alphabet didn't. I believe that they have uh, what's it called? They have financial interest in two vaccine companies. So, hmm, where have we heard this Is before? One of them Moderna and the other one Pfizer. I don't know. My phone's going off. It's it's a real unfortunate thing. Why is it going off? I don't know because people. Apparently, I wonder if that's Red saying, hey, let me go find out. Keep recording while I'm talking to Red. Yeah, fuck off, people. It's, it's going to happen. Your roommate. Well, what is he calling about? I'm Red's roommate. It's very interesting. <laughs> In case you can't tell, we're recording right now. It's very, very interesting. What, what's up? What do you need? Get rid of him quick. Okay, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> what do you ask about? <coughs> he wants to know about tomorrow. I figured that's what he was calling about. It's like nobody ever called. Why would anybody call me? Why is your roommate calling me? The only person I would expect to call me is Red, and Look, because she's not here, some I'm people, trying to crawl over the wires. Some people give a shit about whether you're going to confirm for a play date <laughs> or not. 
Okay. I always confirm with my uh, play with myself dates. The computer? You confirm with the computer? Yeah, I, I schedule on the computer and, you know, oh, okay. I confirm, you know. You, Google you... sends you a reminder about that, too? <laughs> I know Apple's keeping track of that. Same with Facebook. Oh, yeah, they all keep, they all keep track of you. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but, like, it's it's the same thing with going back to Google and, and the virus and the, the cure. You know, it's, it's isn't that... It reminds really... me of Fauci, because, I mean, he's invested in all that stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, Dr. Fauci. Gates. Gates is invested in that mm -hmm. stuff, too. It's, it's very surprising. Oh, wait, no, it's not surprising at all that the people who are investing money into things are also putting money further into these things. And not only through, that, but controlling the narrative. Sure, not only, but, but through both Fauci and Google, I did um, a little bit of uh, paying attention to this, mm -hmm. and it seems Google, much like Fauci, is getting money to this through it's sort of like an in-between. Right, yeah. I mean... Oh, well, and, and all the email, you know, the FOIA request with the Dr. Fawcett's emails came out where he's talking to all these places, too. You know. You know, one group of private uh, industries controls the world's money. Another group of private industries controls the world's information. We need more government getting the fuck out of the way of everything. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Uh, keeping on the topic of this uh, disease and the quarantine and all that shit. So, I saw stories going around that a lot of people were adopting pets while they were quarantined. And then now they're all returning them. And, you know, now they're all returning them and adoption centers are filling up. The New York Times says it's not true. But, personally, yes. I would not put this past the human nature to just, you know, get whatever... Get a pet, because most people view pets as just like an object, not an actual living thing. Yes, it's always surprising to me when I talk well, to... Well, most people that don't have pets, let me well, say. No, hold up, hold up, hold up. I find it very most surprising, of all the people I talk to, who view pets not as, as actual things, but as objects. Right. When they're vegan. <laughs> and the worst thing I find about people who own pets is that they believe... That they have, that they're treating their their pet like a child. Mm -hmm. Okay, these are the people that get really into it. Like they think, oh, it's my it's my my son, my daughter. Crazy people, like my brother. And um, I still don't even see them treating the animal as if it's an animal. I still see people treating the animal as if it's this sort of separate thing. But they have the cute names for it and everything. Yeah. So that way you can seem like they're. You know, they get really attached to their objects. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, I, I had, uh, I took care of four ferrets. I miss my little fur babies. Um, they were, they were a great company. Um, but, you know, there, there is, there, there is the kind of, uh, the disassociation because you can't actually, like, ha sit and have a conversation with them. So, did, what did you dream with during your 20 hours of sleeping today, you know? You can pretend to have a conversation. Keep <laughs> yeah. yourself somewhat sane. Yeah. Or maybe insane. I'm not really sure in which way that goes. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But, uh... Did you hear about the, uh, the children that were victims in a shooting in New York City? No, I did not. Well, apparently they got tickets to a, a New York Yankees game or <laughs> something of that matter. You know, I, I didn't understand why they got these, these tickets or why they got to participate in something. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I think I did hear about this. You did hear about this. 
Yeah. I, I did surface level looking into this, and I just found it. I'm looking at the article, and I'm trying to figure out, was there something involved with the baseball, and somehow that's why they got this? Or was this because they were children, and they was like, oh, maybe they'll think it's fun to be in the baseball thing after being shooting victims? I just didn't It didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. No, it was, it, I, I didn't even look into that, because I was just like, what the fuck ever? I'm just... <laughs> I was just like, what, what the, what the fuck? Um, so, uh, was that, that's all you really heard about it? Is just I, that's all I heard about it. It's, it's, it was the strangest thing to me. It's like, I guess maybe they just really need to fill the seats in. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I was, I was heard about it on one of the podcasts I was listening to. It's like, victims of shootings are getting baseball tickets, and I'm like, mm. what the fuck? Mm. I, it doesn't surprise me because it's with the. With, New York City and all these other um, localities just giving out stuff for things happening to you. It just seemed like, oh, this is the next progression. We'll just start giving out tickets. I mean, how else are you going to use government money to fund the private corporations that own the, the teams and the stadiums? I, th- I think we already, <laughs> we already do that in much worse ways. Um, but there's on the flip side of that, there's been all these stories of kids going against their, uh, the school boards, like this one kid got up in front of the school board meeting and was blasting the administration for having a Black Lives Matter poster in the oh, school yeah. and saying it's political speech. And they're like, no, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. You're nine years old, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, Much more genuine appeals than, the, to authority. than the, uh, the five minutes I saw of Greta Thunberg talking. Oh, yeah. She seemed very uh, brainwashed. And meanwhile, you had this other guy, this other school board meeting where this guy, he got up there and, and he was yelling at them for wanting to teach critical race theory. And, you know, he... Then he got arrested? And then he got arrested. I'm like, what the fuck? Ah, uh, you, gotta, you gotta love uh, the hypocrisy of life. Yeah, well, that's, that's us humans in a nutshell. Hypocrites. Yes. I mean, we only like things when they suit our purpose and otherwise, you know, fuck you. But, uh, That's not true. I'll have things, I like things when they don't even suit my purpose. <laughs> because they suit your purpose other ways? Or your other purposes? They suit the purpose of not suiting my purpose. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you know... Unless it's a speeding ticket, then I can't, I can't stand those people. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, CRT, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but uh, so someone was punching up the uh, the the legislation because mm-hmm. uh, remember how like it's banned in florida sure 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 i heard some some of the laws were worded well and some of them weren't worded very well at all but yeah like florida like florida and idaho was they like and, and the one problem with with florida law i know is is that they don't they say oh critical race theory is banned and also it's like oh you uh gotta teach we're supposed to now teach or they're right, right. so they ban crt but they also um, said you have to teach CRT, right? So they banned critical race theory, but they also told us we have to keep communist Russian theory. <laughs> but the problem was is that they didn't define what CRT is. It's just this thing called CRT is banned. So I've been listening because CRT is a, such a big topic in the news. I've been I've been listening to a lot of debates amongst um, people on the left, people on the right, and I got to say the people on the right are much more studied up on CRT than the people on the left. 
And it's not surprising to me, because I find people on the left just tend to go along with whatever they're told to go along with. And then they try and find ways well, to... Well, I find it at both sides equally. It is, but what I'm saying on this particular topic, people have been told, this is a good thing. We need, we need to have it. And they're not being told why it's good. Right. And so there was a conversation I saw between uh, Destiny and some other guy and between uh, Actual Justice Warrior. Mm -hmm. And they were having it on one of these modern debate platforms and such. And um, when he started going into why he thought it wasn't any good, they had literally no... There was like no defense they had against what it was. Their only defense was, well, it's a... It's a... It's not being... What is being taught is not critical race theory in the schools. And this seems to be the only defense I can find from people on the left. Is right. That critical race theory itself is not what's being taught in the schools. It is at the academic level. It's... Well, see, this is... They, they, they go even further. So, the, the, the... Against CRT is the fact that it's not that CRT itself is being taught in schools. It's the fact that CRT is advocating for certain positions mm. on certain subjects or that it's saying we should be teaching certain things in the school level to the children when they're young. And so, they're, the policies that CRT is saying we should be doing is what is being enacted into the school system and is being used in wildly crazy ways to defend why we should teach about any number of topics. Right. But it's not actually CRT that's being taught because they're using the defense that, well, we're not using, we're not teaching what critical race theory is. Mm -hmm. What they're teaching is, is what critical race theory advocates. Yeah, except for, I mean, well, the thing is, is like you had situations where I've had, uh, about like seven months ago, I had former students of mine tell me that their curriculum was supposed to be based around, like their English writing curriculum was supposed to be based around white man bad, white man oppressor. You see, this is, this is not critical race theory. This is what critical race theory says. It, it's... Yeah, and see, that's the, and that's the thing, like, you know, not to cut you off, but, like, remember the one episode we did a while ago where I wanted to say, okay, well, let's look at the Wikipedia article and, and try and go through that, but that wound up being a shit show, but that kind of becomes representative of the shit show that this whole discussion, and many other ambiguous discussions, sure. because it's, you know, CRT and all the other words... You know, all the other words that, oh yeah, it means this thing, and no, it's a fucking ambiguous term. It is, and I can never, I never, I've still yet to hear someone properly define what it is. Yeah. Other than a collection of anecdotal stories. Yeah. Which is all it seems to be. It's a mm -hmm. collection of anecdotal stories, which I constantly hear people saying on the left, especially people I know who are just, they've gone crazy. They say, well, that's an anecdotal uh, evidence. You can't use that in an argument against me. Blah, 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 blah. And I, it's like, what? It's okay when I do it. Just yes. Like, just like the Time article tells us. But moving on. <laughs> but moving on. So um, in, in entertainment type stuff and, and propaganda, because that's what a lot of the, you know, what this whole thing is, is about is it's propaganda. Unless there is a guy by that name. I probably did, and I can't remember it right now. But anyway, so you have so now that the uh, now that the lockdowns are ending, I can't wait for 
the the because this shit writes itself and you know what you're gonna hear it sure. is gonna be today is Independence Day and we're declaring independence from COVID. Yeah. Oh, they already did that, man. Oh, they already did. Oh, yeah, well, I guess I'm uh, late to the party then. You're definitely late to the party. There was an entire musical that was already done on that. Well, I mean, but you had well, the whole thing is uh, is like you have all these late night shows. Uh, did you see the one with uh, what's that actor? Um, Colbert. Oh, that's right. Um, why, why did I think there was an R there? Oh, I'm thinking somebody else. But no, so like you have Colbert, you have uh, Jimmy Kimball, and okay, you know, these, all these guys doing these videos. All, all these COVID crazy musical ensemble things Get have been the happening. They've been happening since last year, man. I've, I've watched at least 10 of them, not purposefully, but because some of the people who put out funny content include it to. There's, there's one thing, Fleckis Talks. Uh-huh. Okay. So, he used to do a lot of stuff on YouTube, but because YouTube has been um, oppressive in many ways and such. Right. He's moved all his uh, best content to Rumble. And so, he puts out every week, he puts out uh, This Week in Culture. Right. Okay. And This Week in Culture is one of the best segments that's about 20 to 30 minutes you'll watch. And it's just a bunch of clips of people that are doing absolutely crazy stupid shit yes and it just so happens every now and then he catches a, a really hilarious uh viral tiktok video that someone's put together mm-hmm. they they just make it in it's like wow these people are insane i'm just looking at my image in the in the video it's a good image yeah it is um <laughs> you, you need a white line of uh white coming down your face i, I guess i guess i'm receiving well I You're should be burning. Blessed. Yeah, being I was gonna say I'm being right blessed. Now. I'm not burning alive. I probably have to fix that at some point when I give a fuck. But whatever. Um, but the other thing about Colbert is uh, you had him and John Stewart the other yeah, day. I, I still say that. Um, you finish, and I'll. I'll make well, it. so John Stewart was going on there. He's like, "Oh, there's a lab in Wuhan called the Coronavirus Lab." So, you yeah, know, he was purposefully. Um, if you watch that segment um, a couple times, like mm-hmm. I have, he perp- every single statistic that he says about the uh, the lab itself mm-hmm. is completely off. I think he mentions it's a, a level four laboratory, but it's actually it's a level three laboratory. Mm-hmm. He calls it the Wuhan lab of um, coronavirus, coronavirus, research. whatever, and it's it's the. He doesn't even say that, but it's, it's something to the effect that it's the coronavirus research right. lab. But it's the Wuhan lab of virology, which has been repeated in nauseum over the past year. Right. Um, By those that are allowed to repeat it. And, you know, listening to it, it's, it's a funny sketch. <laughs> don't get me wrong. And it's a, I think it's very well acted by the both him and uh, Colbert. Yeah, see, that's the thing, is, is that some people are saying that Colbert was actually genuine in his pushing back and his head. I, I don't know if Colbert was genuine or not. Um, he may not have been let in on the fact that Stewart was probably there to just lean into the narrative that, oh yes, Wuhan is... Because where was um, Stewart before that day? Yeah. He, he, at least I didn't see him in any of the spheres that I, I troll through. Right. Him talking about it, I know someone would have mentioned it because uh, they're on top of these things. They get clips from all over the place of crazy things that people say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hadn't heard him say anything before then. Maybe he just didn't want to say anything because he didn't want to be yeah. you know, lambasted in the news and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to tell either way. 
Um, I, I'm just, I, I'm just. I, I, I find the entire thing it was hilarious, but I also think it is much like with a number of other segments that I've been noticing in the media, is that they are always trying to stay ahead of the news, and so if they're trying to stay ahead of the news, they want to lean into the fact that. Oh, we don't think it's the lab theory, but we're going to talk about it anyways because it's probably going to be the lab theory and this is us walking back our entire statements of last year just because we didn't want to be associated with Trump at the time. Yeah, um, but speaking of like the lockdowns ending and everything like that, so mm -hmm. I, I came across this a thing. I didn't look too deep into it. It was, it was a headline I saw. Um, so might want to be checking out, but it said half of, half of unemployment last, uh, during the lockdown was stolen, um, during, you know, from the past year, half of unemployment was stolen. And I believe it was said it was from like, what little I caught was that it was from like cartels or like these criminal organizations that somehow managed to get the unemployment money, uh, through these, uh, legitimate means. I would not be surprised if, um, the cartels did manage to get the money. Because for some reason we sent ten million dollars over to um, what was that country uh, Iraq? Uh, I don't know Pakistan or something for gender studies or something like that. <laughs> so I would not be surprised if there were legal ways that they did get the money. It well, just... I mean when you when you talk when you think about it and we how like much of our government is even like criminal operating in nature when you have strange shit like. The reporter who stole, uh, who broke the story of Clinton, the, the, the Clinton Lynch tarmac theory, mm -hmm. being found dead. You know, th this was uh, something definitely interesting to hear. Um, it was uh, very interesting to hear. Um, it's not like uh, anything bad has ever happened to anybody associated to the Clintons. Absolutely not. You know, no, or, I would never suggest that. Or, or Kevin Spacey. Um, <laughs> never. No. Um, no. Clinton, by the way, did not say that the. Uh, House of Cards was about 99% true. Definitely yeah. didn't say that. Also, it de depends on what your definition of is, is. Um, <laughs> that's what Bill Clinton Definitely. said during his impeachment. Definitely. Um, but uh, beyond that, too, apparently American prisons are just so, so god-awful. Really? Yeah. You're just learning that now? I mean, they must be the worst in the world, am I right? Sure. Because why else would uh, McAfee just decide to off himself after... Who's saying Reen Epstein did? I mean, uh... Same Reen Epstein, Epstein did. Epstein didn't kill himself. Definitely did not kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I find hilarious about the, Mc the McAfee thing is, um... The amount of times he said he wasn't going to kill himself... Uh, I was listening to Tim Pool and um, his guest. They were talking about it. It's like, this, he was a troll in life. <laughs> With the things he did, how do we know this is not one great troll in death, too? I know, right? But there's a lot of evidence that seems to suggest that it probably wasn't. But at the same time, there's always the possibility that someone looks at life ahead and decides that it's not worth the living. Yeah, the one thing I'm, I'm not certain. I, I, I think, I think one way might be the other. The one, the one thing I, I did do kind of notice though is that like, people kind of celebrate him for getting out of paying taxes, and yet you have you know like, Bezos and, and 
Bloomberg and whatnot getting out of paying taxes and they're hated for it. This this is what it comes down to. Okay? Do I like the person? <laughs> Second thing, what it comes down to. <laughs> Do I envy that person? Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that are very envious of Amazon and what it's been able to accomplish mm -hmm. and how far it's expanded. Which it totally did on its own. Absolutely. Uh, Out of a garage. Same thing with Google. Out of a garage. Same thing with uh, Microsoft. Same thing with Nirvana. Apple. Also out of a garage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, people get jealous. All the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the... That, I, I kind of have mixed feelings towards, you know, McAfee because, like, he had, you know, he was trying to get out of paying taxes, and that's why he was getting extradited to the United States. So, it, it doesn't make him a hero, getting out of paying taxes, but, or, or even if, you know, it's, it's just this whole thing. If people are, are people, and, and people do stuff. People do happen to do stuff. I mean... Now, me, I will admit, I am a horrible human being, and you should not like me in any way, shape, or form. Yet you're paying taxes. And I pay taxes when I have to pay taxes. Although, I, 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 actually, suggest, I actually suspect that if I get audited at any time, I'm, the government's going to wind up paying me money. But No, that'll never happen. In, in fact, I think all the money the government has already paid me is just a means of getting me to pay them more money. I just noticed that you uh, shaved a few days ago. Yes. So, in, we should probably talk, take a quick second and talk about this because we didn't record last week. I left a little note in the the comments, which I'm pretty sure nobody read. Well, I mean, that was, that was we five people we might <laughs> that we might uh, <laughs> that we weren't going to record Monday, might not record thir Thursday. You know, we um, we should have mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but you know. There we were uh, in the midst of unfortunate things. I was in the midst of complaining that I was sick. Yeah, it was just unfortunate things happened in life. Well, I mean, there was actually valid reasons. So no, no, no. They were unfortunate things that happened in life. Oh, what, last week or? All of it. Well, I mean. Getting sick, having to go to the barbecue. All of these things are unfortunate things that happened in life. Well, I mean, the main the main things that happened last week, well, with, uh, with me, I had... A lot of times scheduled to be molested by my inner child. Um, that much? Yeah. Wow. Um, Red was getting elective surgery to have her chesticles uh, relocated, so instead of being horizontally aligned, they're vertically aligned. Oh, I see. And, so she can be a vertical chest feeder. Yeah, and and you were going to have that huge fight between your Jufro and your beard, and obviously the Jufro won. I'm not certain it did, man. I, I put <laughs> it, it's it's pretty flat right now. Yeah, but you cut the beard off. <laughs> I think there were some casualties on both sides, sir. <laughs> so it was a Pyrrhic victory? <laughs> um, so, yeah, th that's why we didn't record last week. For those of you who would actually give a shit, um, you know, we've got a couple new subscribers, and like I said, we had the comments and everything like that. But um, going back to the topics, uh, speaking of money, so... Money! The, the, the Federal Reserve came out and said... Uh, Hey, you know, there might become a point soon where we're going to have to raise interest rates. Oh, yeah. And you know what fun. happened to the market? <whistles> and then they came out and said, oh, no, 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 we would never do that. So you know what happened to the market? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I think I saw this. I think I saw this. It was the cryptocurrency being manipulated by the rich for big falls, serious gains, 
more falls. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, kind of par for the course, am I right? Oh, absolutely. Until um, the, the whole entire economy stabilizes. Yeah, stabilizes. Yes. Like, that's ever going to happen. The rich are going to keep manipulating cryptocurrency. This is why I'm still hesitant to get into it at all. Because I, I just don't... It's stupid. So apparently, in I think this is, I forget what this is U.S., but I, I, I heard this statistic on one of the videos I was watching that the wealthiest people have a net worth of 40 plus trillion and the rest of us have a net worth of about 2 trillion. See, I'm not really certain I care about that. I care more about the fact that the people who are in charge are just abhorrent assholes. Yeah, vote for me. I'll be your abhorrent asshole. I... I think I might actually prefer you over one of them. I <laughs> See that? I beat out one. And that's one. all I need to do is beat out one. I take that back. You beat out two. Oh. You, now be, you beat out J and G. Now I'm moving up in the world. That, that kind of sucks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so with, with, uh, with, like, trading and stocks and everything like that, it's always interesting how... It, because that's how that's how our, our entire world has been for hundreds of years. Different sets of rules. So like, I have an E Trade account because I had a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I said to myself, "Let me try this day trading thing." So when AMC was going up, mm-hmm. I bought into it. So I, I bought it a, a little bit low, and then later today I sold some shares as it started to dip down. Then I bought it as it started to valley out and go back up again, and sold it. So I made like sixty bucks, right? Not so, not a whole so lot. Held a little longer. No, no. Th- after that, it went down. This this was late into the uh, oh, okay. late into the the rise of the AMC. Um, so and I was just like doing this. I was like buying and selling, you know. And then I get this notification. Oh, we've noticed a day trading pattern. Day trading pattern on your account. And according to the SEC rules, you can't day trade unless you have at least twenty five thousand dollars in your account. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? So this is. I think I told you this the other day, but this is how the rich mm-hmm. stop the poor from becoming rich. Because if I can if I can make pennies on the dollar multiple times in a given day, <sighs> even if at the end of the year I'll have to pay taxes on a number of these trades, mm-hmm. if I could use all that money in the meantime to somehow become richer, that, that would be... We can't have it. Cut yeah. it off at the head. Why would I want you? You know, it's funny about that. Really funny about that. Is I'm thinking back to, um, what was that movie? American Greed? Not American Greed, I'm sorry. Um, what's the Money, Money, Money song from? Well, that's, uh, that's from the OJs. No. So the song, the original, the original song is I'm from thinking, the OJs. I'm trying to think of the one with, um, where, uh, Shia LaBeouf is the son-in-law to the guy that's in prison because he went to jail for the second, for the previous movie. Uh, I don't remember. I, I don't. I don't watch a lot of like Wall Street type movies and, and whatnot. I, I saw. Up. I saw the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> that's that's. Oh, and uh, what was the one with the with with Sheen? Wall Street. Yeah. Sheen Try and Sheen. The booth. We're gonna find movies. It's gonna. I'm gonna come up with this real quick. Go away. Go through quick. Why is it not in the top movies? American Money? Wall Street. Wall, 
Wall Street money never uh, whatever. Okay, so, so the, the original Wall Street was with Charlie Sheen and yes. Martin Sheen. Yeah. So uh, the original Wall Street, the guy, the main actor, goes to jail uh-huh. at the end of the movie. Right. He gets out of jail in the second movie. Within a week, he goes from no money to a million dollars or a hundred million dollars or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's, it's supposed to be he's so good at day trading that he can go from no money to a ton of money like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I have a 10-foot penis. <laughs> With, the, I mean, with the world's smallest ruler. You would not be allowed to do that, even if you could have figured out a way to do it. If I had yeah. $10 and I'd start trading well, on the penny stocks. So I tried to I tried to think, I was like, well, could there be a legitimate reason for doing this? And I was like, well, if you created a whole bunch of like individual accounts and, and was having all those accounts like work in tandem day trading, but that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They could just do the, if I did five accounts at $25,000 a piece and I started doing... Five different accounts all buying the same thing. Why yeah. wouldn't I just do one account? Buy, what advantage do I get with five different accounts? I mean, it, I, the only way I can think of it is, is it, where, where we create a problem is if there's algorithms looking at how many people are doing buying versus the volume of the buying. Can I take an action to buy the stock, then sell it to myself of another company, then sell that stock, to another one of myself, and by the time we've done all this selling action, my fourth version of myself can buy it up real cheap after I've brought down the price so far, and then... Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's... I'm not certain. See, the, the, I think... It's all strange. The, the, one of the biggest things I find that's interesting about modern stock is the fact that there are no physical pieces of stock. Yeah, it's not like back in the day when you had actual certificates. Yes. But, I mean, and the other thing too is, is what stock trading really, like if you make your living off of it, uh, I, I just don't get it. I just don't, making money off that way is just, there's just no fulfillment. In, it would just be no fulfillment in for me because this is, this is, um, all I'm doing is just making money off of the backs of other people without actually having doing any real work myself. This is uh, that um, that gr- that's basically you're grinding. Yeah, you're grinding information, but for what? And what what use is it? Nothing. Well, this is this is why people don't like um, stock traders. Yeah. Yeah. They're, well, exactly. Um, and you know, and then I get to claim capital loss in my tax reports. But speaking of taxes, um, so there was a time. When all these poor people said, you know what, people that have millions of dollars shouldn't have to pay a death tax, meaning a tax when somebody dies and somebody receives all their millions of dollars inheritance. For some reason, they didn't think this was a good idea. So they start, you know, there's been lots of legislation to keep away at it. Death tax is a good idea now? Well, apparently it is a good idea now because a death tax is back, baby, and it's not just for the rich anymore. Oh my gosh! So now, even if you're poor and you inherit shit, the parallel is what's from some some publications are saying that the amount that you'd have to pay in taxes through inheritance would eat up pretty much everything you inherited. So yeah. are you telling me the rich found another way after already finding another way and after finding already another the, way in the last year? From a friend who like, there are at least six heard it from a friend who got it. That fucking rich hate that song. found ways of depleting my wealth. Uh-huh. And you're telling me they found a seventh magical way of depleting my wealth upon death if I'm not rich enough to pass it along to my... More like seventh to the power of seventh to the power of seven. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, so... I mean, I, I already thought the rich were fucking assholes to begin with. Although I plan to eventually become part of the rich. I would never want to be rich. When I say rich, I don't mean millions or trillions of dollars. I'm talking about just hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. Well, that, that's, that's comfortable. That's not rich, no, right? No, that's rich. Okay. Of you to say that. <laughs> Like because we, we were talking, you know, we were talking the other day about like how financial aspects for like this company and whatnot, and and I, and I, you know, talking about like having income and whatnot. But I really don't think I want people to like send us money. What? And, no, they definitely need to send us money. No, I don't think I want that. No, definitely. Because what what the fuck are they going to send us money for? Just so I can just be some other talking head that. Winds up having a whole lot of money and with, with nothing to lose, so I can say all these things because I got money. Blah 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 blah. That's not what it's about, man. No, that's not what it's about. Mm. I I understand, but that's not what it's about. No, <laughs> I'm just saying that's not what it's about. I just don't want to. I I really don't want to just be one of these assholes who like so many years down the road just has like a hundred million dollars of like whoa how did i get here and meanwhile i'm really part of the problem of society rather than any sort of solution well, or just you should standard take the money that other people give you and put it towards other causes which is what i try to do I yeah i well, put my money towards people well yeah i mean like uh, you know last year i gave both stimulus checks to the, the food bank i didn't do this one because you know fucking craziness right now but i heard there's gonna be a fourth one yeah I also heard. The, I will uh, bet my IRS. life that it happens. I keep on. I keep on reading emails about someone telling me, "Oh, the IRS is going to suddenly give you money back on all the taxes they took from the, from the the the, the money you got." And I'm like, "What the?" Well, speaking of the IRS, because uh, BLM. Oh, is this? The, please tell me this is the one. The, this is about the uh, the, the founder who uh -huh. bought a couple million dollars in Yeah, houses. uh huh. Uh -huh. Uh, Patrice, whatever the fuck her name is. This is great. So, now it. here's the thing, right? So there, there's accus there's accusations of tax fraud going around. So last month there was I would a, not be surprised. Yeah, last night last month there was apparently a uh, indictments brought up by the FBI on one of the Atlanta organizers uh, for misappropriating allegedly misappropriating four hundred fifty thousand dollars in in funding and donations uh, as so, using personal use. But the new if thing I, that's come up, let me let me just get the information sure. out before you say it. The new thing that's come up is uh, Patrice Colors, her name is. She she she's failed she's failed to disclose the information to the IRS. Now on its face, you know, that's not really saying much, but considering that this organization hasn't really given much to the people that it's used to prop up its hey give us money campaign. I wouldn't be surprised if there was was more sinister things going on there. When can I declare BLM is really Black Lives Mafia? <laughs> it, do they have to go to jail for tax fraud in order for them to be? Well, you know, I, I say that if BLM was really about like racial equality, which you're not, it's it's very obvious. There's even founders who have said, "No, I'm yeah. done with this. It's not about Black Lives." Well, no, just like re, you know, racial equality in general, then it's always you know I talk about the shitty slogan syndrome where why would it be Black Lives Matter because that doesn't say anything about equality. No. You, you would, if you you would name it something like Black Lives Also Matter and then your your thing could be blam. 
I was thinking about some some terrible legislation that have awful names that are very deceptive. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that with regards to BLM because one of the guys I watched was just... BLM, not BLAM. Yeah, unfortunate. Bad marketing. And I, it's, I just, it's a shitty slogan syndrome. I really can't help but think that even more now because of how many people from BLM were just cycled through the prison system. They somehow got in and out of the prison system within a matter of days. Well, not that in and out. So, this, oh, you're, the, so whole, you're, the whole entire BLM itself strikes me as a... If I were to really think about this and dive down my conspiracy theory hole, I would say that BLM was actually just created by the Democrats, and they gave it a really fun-sounding name, sort of like the, uh, the new voting... Blam sounds more fun. No, 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 no. Blam does not sound more fun. It does sound more fun. Because it doesn't achieve the message of mass brainwashing, making people believe that it stands for one thing, when it secretly doesn't mean any of that at all. <laughs> Blam is is effective. Blam. I know, right? Blam! So, you know, Blam! You get, you get out there. Blam! Racial equality. It's like spam. In the place that I work, now there's pork. Oh, I'm sorry. Spew. I ain't got nothing. I'm just thinking of Harry Potter, uh, terrible Harry Potter memes. Uh, okay. Owls, newts, ordinary wizarding levels. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know where J.K. Rowling got her inspiration for those those crazy, but they were great. <laughs> Spew, society protection, elf something. <laughs> Everybody loves an acronym. Yes, yes. That's why BLM is so good. And why ACAB is so bad. So BLM rolls off the tip of the tongue. Much like Blam rolls off. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> um, what's this next thing you got? So, housing. Housing, housing, housing. I know we've mentioned this in previous episodes with Blackstone. Um, that's picking up all the housing over costs and everything. But I've also um, noticed that a lot of people are confusing Blackstone with BlackRock. Mm-hmm. And BlackRock is not actually participating in buying up a housing as much as Blackstone is, which is interesting. Um, well, I think last time I mentioned BlackRock instead of Blackstone. You might have. But the interesting thing about this is even more so is I've, I've been looking into this. And over the last seven years, I think worth of YouTube, when I type in something for housing, there are at least three or four dozen videos of millennial type people advocating for the fact that you should not own, you should rent. And there's a ton of articles that advocate for you not to rent, uh, for not own, but you should rent. And this is all part of, this all leads back to the fact that... World Economic Forum. Yes. The World Economic Forum is saying we should, be, we will be happy about not owning anything. I would love to own a home. I would like to own a home too. I've been, I've been looking into it actually. I mean, um, I, I I wanted to buy a home back when I got out of the military, but right. it was two thousand seven, and I was like, looking at home prices, I was like, we're yeah, we're definitely in an economic bubble. We we're we're in an economic bubble right now. Yeah. Um. But, but on top of that, it's being being disabled and trying to take care of a home is just like I, I don't I think find I can it. Do I find it. it just the entire thing is just um, is very interesting. If you're, I'm looking at it from like a 
a bird's eye view mm-hmm. after you're looking at five years. Which worth, bird? Uh, Jaybird. Oh, it's not like an eagle. Or maybe no, I don't have an eagle eye. I only have a blue jay's eye. Maybe a swallow. No, you got those. Eagle swallow. But I'm I just. You look at the the entirety of it, and I've heard people talking about it, but it, it's very obvious when you look at, like, five years' worth of history of articles and people talking about it on YouTube, is that there is a big push for people to just rent and not own, which is really scary. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, it, it, it really bothers me that we have all of these people pushing for bad ideas and I think it's just um, it's another indicator that society is more gullible than I thought. Well one thing too is, is how much of people want, like in my case right, like my, I have I have enough trouble just maintaining my own body, you know, forget trying to maintenance a house, but but that's the, the thing, right, how many people well, either don't have time because they're forced into both both partners working or are just too lazy to actually take care of an actual house. That, that leads into another topic um, I want to talk about on a future episode. Okay. All right. We'll we'll talk about that after the show and, and get that in the notes and everything. But um, but speaking of uh, you know working on things, if you happen to get picked up by ICE, you definitely have a job that doesn't pay anything. I'm sorry, if you get picked up by ICE. Yeah, you get picked up by ICE and you're waiting mm-hmm. to be deported, you know, mm-hmm. like all the camps where they got all the people. Mm-hmm. You definitely got some work for you. Mm. You're not going to get paid for it. Mm. Um, because apparently uh, ICE is contracted to basically have slave labor. I mean, you know, not surprising considering who our vice president is. Um, <laughs> is it very interesting that she said she was going to go to the border after Trump said he was going to go oh, to the border? Yeah, now there's a whole, there's no, a whole kerfuffle over that. I, I'm, I'm still not certain, I, I think I stand by the fact that the last four years were amongst the most entertaining they times were. in the news. Um, you, you really gotta appreciate, sort of like a, it's a nice glass of wine. If you were to, if you were to look back at 2016 from today and just look at how the news reports stuff, and you go, you just keep on going forward. Enjoying that glass of wine, taking a sip every now and then. You, you, it is hilarious. I, I equate, I equate 2016 to 2020 with maniacal laughter. It's, it's good stuff. And, um, I'm, I'm hoping that the trend is going to take, I think we're in a lull. Uh, I haven't had any good humor in, in a minute. Oh yeah, because there's no boogeyman to, to. But, um. But we still, but now you got, if you want stuff fixed, hey, ICE has got some free labor for you. (laughs) I'm I'm hoping it ramps back up again because if if anything I just want to be able to you know I want to regale people in the future. There was the best time in my life. It was, it was it the was, best of times while it was the worst of times. Oh, oh yes, oh yes. Are you quoting that book? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh my god! But you know, and 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 the result that has come of it, like. You, you have all these people from January 6th that are sitting in solitary with with no... You know, they're getting a Julian Assange treatment, apparently. And that makes sense to me. It's the government. Well, it's it's our side over yours, right? I mean, but that's the, but that's the kind of thing of, of both 
parties, right? The both sides of the donkey fin and, and the sheep a bowl, is yes. that it's but it's all it's yeah it's all it's all party over people, right? So to to think that the uh, the red side of the sheep a bowl, you know, team red wouldn't do the same thing anymore is is absurd. Well, it's just purple. It's there's a, there's a purple party. It's not the party of the gays. Mm. It's a purple party. I thought purple was more like a black color. No. Because my ex-wife, she was black Hispanic, and she loved purple. Well, I mean, it is their color of sorts. I mean, yeah. they, they look pretty good in that color. Mm. That's beyond the point. It's, it's, you take the red and the blue, you mix it together, you get purple. It's a great In merger. both color spectrums, by the way. Yes. Additive and subtractive. It's a great merger of terrible ideas. <laughs> Speaking of uh, terrible ideas, so, uh, you know how we got to protect the people with uh, more melanin in their skin. So apparently the Biden administration um, defends the idea of Puerto Ricans, people living in Puerto Rico, not necessarily Puerto Ricans, but people living in Puerto Rico don't to get, don't deserve disability. So like social security disability or whatnot. Wait, 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 wait. Are we denying our own citizens social security? Apparently. I think it's from Social Security, but it's disability. Um, so here's what happened. This, this guy was getting, yeah, it was Social Security disability, and he moved to Puerto Rico. Right. And then after a while, after like they were still given, and then after a while, they're like, hey, you're living in Puerto Rico. You shouldn't be getting Social Security disability. Why? Because he's living in Puerto Rico, because apparently that's the rule. So. so you, wait, hold up. Even before that, <laughs> I want to take a step back. Because I've always considered Puerto Ricans to be They're American, American citizens. citizens. Yeah, they are American citizens. So you're telling me that if you live in Puerto Rico, you don't even get to participate in the Social Security system that we a set apparently. up? Apparently. So Biden was defending this. Really? Yeah, Biden was defending this. It's going to the SCOTUS. But the, uh, uh, well, I should mention the case first. The government sued the guy for $28,000 that he got in Social Security disability, and it's going to the Supreme Court. Excellent. I love it when cases go to the Supreme Court. They always cause some sort of a tip in the news. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of Supreme Court cases that were decided recently. We'll get into those in a second. The next thing I want to talk about before we get into Supreme Court cases is the West Virginia Family Court judges. Now, if you remember this, this is where the West Virginia Court judges were going in people's houses saying that, uh, like, oh, we can just go into people's houses. We're judges, blah, 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 to solve these uh Divorce court hearings. Oh, those uh, those crazy judges, which uh, don't make any sense. Yeah. So, and if you remember, the one the, the judge was getting disciplined, and the uh, what's it called? Well, so the one judge was getting disciplined by the disciplinary board. So now there's so there's a, a West Virginia Family Court Judge Association, and these are people that you know this association is like oh hey we're all judges let's go meet and play golf and and talk about how you know these fucked up cases that we had to deal with. Oh. So the association itself made itself a party to the case against this judge. And they filed uh, they they filed an amicus brief as well. Uh, so amicus brief amicus meaning friend Right, so amicus brief is like friend of the court. So it's people that aren't actually in the case, but they have a vested interest in the outcome of the case. So okay. the ACLU does does this a lot, right? When when courts when court uh, cases go to courts, they'll they'll file up an amicus brief saying, hey, here's things you can consider in this court case. So so um, yeah, they they decided to make their the, the association decided to make itself a party 
to the keys in this disciplinary action. Um, but the Supreme Court of West Virginia has indicated that the association members that voted for the association action to, uh, to make itself a party of this case uh, could be guilty of breaking rules of judicial conduct. Because uh, they're, they're, I mean, they're they're stepping outside their bounds. They're they're getting together and they're they're petitioning the, the Supreme Court of West Virginia to say, hey, this this is fucked up. Like the the association as like a body saying, hey, this is fucked up. Why are you disciplining us for rules that we're supposed to for not following rules that we're supposed to follow? <laughs> it's just huge fucking mess and these these judges and i, I don't know if what because now here's the thing like so in some in some county usually it's county by county or state by state or whatever that judges get either appointed or they get elected and we can elect a shitty judge yeah i think in this county actually you can elect no not in this county this county you don't elect judges um but yeah you can you can elect judges or or they can get appointed I would you as a judge. You know, if I if I could actually function normally, I, I might actually do it because I've been studying a lot of law for the past couple of years. Cheers to you and as great of a judge as you could ever oh. Well, I do want to be a recess pick for the Supreme Court just for shits and giggles, but there we go. See, see, we could get you there. But this whole case is this whole situation is completely fucking. Out of this world. I mean, you got these judges saying, oh, we get to just go in people's houses because we're judges. And then when they get disciplined for it, because it's obviously outside the rules, they're like, oh, well, we got to make a case out of this and, and band together against these rules yeah, that I, we're I'm not... I'm once again reminded of the, uh, the New Jersey situation in which uh, the judges decided that they were exempt from paying into the... Uh, whatever system it was that they decided that they were exempt <laughs> from paying into. I think it was the... What's that stupid thing that they get paid if they retire? Uh, pension? Pension! Yeah! We don't have to pay into the pension. Why would we pay into the pension? Yeah, I mean... And, and, and this is just, you know, human nature at its finest. Why should I have to... You know, it's rules for the... And, you, and this is, like, we talk... Because we rail on the rich and everything like that, but... You see this everywhere. Everywhere I turn, it's always rules for thee, not for me. I, it, once again, it goes back to the fact that power corrupts. Not even power. People with no power do the same thing. Well, it's because they have a little bit of power, and they think they have more power than they actually have, and so it corrupts them to some degree because they have so much power, except they don't have a lot of power. It corrupts their little bit of power that they do have to... I would actually say that power... Because it's... it's. Not that I don't think power actually corrupts. It's, no, let, me, let me finish my thought. Sure. It's, it's the violation of a person's norm. Power... Having a position of power... Is the same thing of as being in a position where you made a mistake. It's those two situations which are outside the norm that reveals what, who a person actually is. I would, See, I would, what I I think would start is, down that. Human nature, everyone is sort of inclined to want to get their way. Mm -hmm. And because everyone has an ego to some degree because of that, they believe their way is the best and then... When their way isn't the best, they're like, well, I still want it anyways. So they enact stuff to try and make certain that they 
have the most favorable outcome. You know, I would be interested in comparing the the idea of power corrupting to like the cookie test. You know what the cookie test is, right? You put a cookie in front of someone and see if they eat it? No, it like they did it with a kid. You put a cookie in front of a kid and you say, you can eat this cookie or you can wait and you'll get two cookies. You'll get another cookie later to eat. Sure. And some kids would eat it right away and, and, and it was kind of like an indication of, you know, the, the, the kid's character. Except that I don't actually think that actually, I'm almost certain I've read, so I, I remember this, but I think I've read something about this that it doesn't actually prove what they wanted it to prove. And they, the it whole does, read It the, doesn't, but it's, it's I think the study was done because they wanted to see if it was likely that someone would be more likely to save money versus spending money. Yeah, the whole YOLO versus... And I don't think it actually proved that. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't prove it by that because you're not, you're not talking about mechanics, right? You're just talking about a corollary, corollary, corollary evidence. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. So uh, keeping on with court stuff is uh, we've got the, the Supreme Court. Um, we got a few cases that were recently decided by the Supreme Court. So the first one we'll talk about is Fulton versus Philadelphia. Now, this is the case where there, so like you have adoptions, like people want to have a kid, but they, they, you know, like me, my, my junk doesn't work or, you know, somebody can't have babies, like two women. Yeah. You know, women. Yeah. Something like that. So there's all these different agencies, agencies that are contracted with the city of Philadelphia, and they receive federal funding. Now, this one agency is a Catholic agency, and it uh, practices Catholic values, meaning they discriminate against same-sex couples. And so they went. So the, the, Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia said that we're not going to fund you anymore because you're discriminating against same-sex couples. Went to SCOTUS. SCOTUS 9-0 said the, that the city of Philadelphia was in the wrong. And people are cheering this as a uh, religious, an act of religious freedom. And I'm like, well, what about the people that want to adopt kids? And they're like, oh, well, they can just go to a different agency. And I'm just like, what happens when there is no other agency? Because it's not like that situation never happened before. So my, my thoughts on this is... Um... I think the Supreme Court was wrong in this situation, um, but only if the agency is getting money from the government to do this. And I say that because if you're running a business, and it's your business, regardless of what that business is, as long as it's a legal business, mm -hmm. if you're using your money and only your money to fund the business, yeah. then you should be allowed to make whatever choices that you want. If, however, you are receiving gov money from the government and the government itself is bound by certain laws that we've enacted, that we've decided are, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, supposed to take place, then by proxy of receiving the money, you would need to also follow the same laws at that point, too, because you are at this point an extension of the government's money, which is why so I... Said you're, you're, you're operating under the capacity of the government. Right, because otherwise you would not be able to function without the government's assistance. Mm -hmm. it's a, I, I find it's a, it's a double standard in a lot, in a lot of uh, industries. You know, I don't, I don't like how the, uh, the banks work. I don't like how a lot of uh, the car companies work. I think mm -hmm. um, if they're getting all these subsidies and money from the government, they should be under... Um, much bigger scrutiny, or they should have a much more... Um, right. 
Now, because you, you and I were talking about this the sure. other day, actually, this, this case, and you had mentioned, like, privateers, right? And you want to go into that? Privateers? Yeah, you had mentioned about how privateers... Oh, yeah, 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 the, uh, the privateers from uh, back in the day and such. So the government would fund, um, not necessarily the American government, any government in general, mm -hmm. would fund privateers to uh, attack a country's vessel, even though the country... Uh, so let's say uh, UK was at war with Spain, mm. and they decided to have a peace treaty of some sort. But the UK still didn't want Spain getting uh, some sort of uh, resource, or they mm -hmm. wanted to make it harder for them to get resources, so they'd be forced to buy it through that. Right, so the general, general idea of a mercenary. Right. And so the uh, governments of old would, uh, would put out uh, contracts, and privateers would pick them up, and they would be basically sanctioned by the government to mm -hmm. attack um, other countries to, for whatever reason, the goal being to deprive them of resources, to force the other country to do one thing or another, but there was the degree of separation between them and the government. And I still think, honestly, that seems wrong, um, but it, it seems like something that would be necessary. Well, just to, just to compare, is you because you also had the other aspect of it, which was bounty hunting, which you still sure. have today. You have bounty Absolutely. hunters today. And, and to bring it into more modern times as well, you have all these security agencies that aren't government security agencies, but they function for the government. They do they so do actions that the government can't do. Why are they allowed to do all these things? Plausible deniability. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, because you can track, or ra rather you yeah. should be able to trace money from the government to this organization. Um, unless, of course, the government has a very clever scheme in which they have in-betweens that the money filters through before it gets to them. Yeah. Which... Yeah. That happen. Not only the government does that, but the corporations do that too. So that way they can hire out one group of people to do espionage against another corporation. Mm -hmm. So there's all these in-betweens, and it's clever but stupid ways of getting around the legal system, which is... So questions that come up... Well, let's finish your thought. I'm sorry. My, my thing is that it's, I think it's, it's a clever idea, but at the end of the day, it's still a bad idea. And it goes back to... I think what human nature is, is if we can get away with it, mm -hmm. we will get away with it. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely definitely a good observation there, I think. Um, but the, the, the question is, because like you have the case of, you know, this case where we talk, about the, we talk about the government, we talk about the agency, we talk about the individual, right? Sure. So now in the case of, in, in this case, you have the government, the adoption agency, and then the people wanting to adopt. And, and some like the the... Intelligence, intelligence, private company, uh, private intelligence companies. You have the government, the private intelligence company, and the individual they're they're spying on. Now, how far detached are those two trees from one another? Well, in this case, they're they're just one's an apple and one's the branch, isn't it? Well, no, I mean like because here you have direct action between the person and the that's agency. That's what I'm saying. Apple and branches because it's directly connected. But oh, in, yeah. in some cases, it might be this much further of a right. Of a, distance connection but if, it, if it's that closely connected I mean you, you would think that they would need to be under the same mm -hmm. scrutiny as the government itself yeah because um, I mean because the person you know the, the part the person or party is going to this agency because this agency is operating in the behest of the government so, I mean I don't get this whole idea where people are like oh it's a religious freedom victory and Really, it's a an idea for 
bigger government, you could say. Now, the, or this, government having a religious opinion. This whole this whole thing brings me back to another one of my. Um, this makes me think of one of my other topics that I think about, which is uh, how much do I want the government involved with um, any one organization? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know, I've thought about certain things before, which is are there certain industries or certain um, services that need to be provided by the government for the people or this goes back to like that whole nature nurture kind of thing right and i think to myself in 2008 2009 if the government had just not bailed out the banks would we have seen some crazy fallout from that yes but would we also have seen some crazy correction because of the fact that those terrible agencies, banks and such, were no longer getting money from the government with which they could just willy-nilly do whatever the hell they wanted. Right. And I, I honestly think if we had let companies fail, regardless of the fact that it would have meant that other people would be jobless right. for some period of time, because people were jobless for some period of time regardless, you know, people let go, people committed suicide because of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they, we already had the bad situation happening. The only thing we solved is we stopped, we sort of put a, a, a false barrier in between what is inevitably going to happen and what did happen. And Yeah, I mean, I would, I, would, I would almost argue that what's happened economically over the past year... Is a direct result. Well, is a somewhat lighter version of what would have happened back in 2008 if we just let everything fail. Potentially. Um, I'd, I really would have loved to have seen everything fail because um, I think it would have been healthier for the economy to have let those things fail. Now, I am not an economist. I don't know the, the larger macro ramifications for mm-hmm. what would have happened. But definitely, in my opinion, is if you keep putting money into a bad bet, then it just becomes a bigger loss of money. Yeah, and that's why I keep putting money into my, my life. That's a great statement. <laughs> you guys, you guys got to know this guy on a personal level. <laughs> you, you really do. But uh, so moving on to the the next case is Lange versus California, which was another nine zero decision by the Supreme Court. Now this is a case where um, this is this is actually more less nightmare fuel because it's more for you know the person in general. So what happened was is that this this guy's driving along, he's speeding. He's listening to music, blah, 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 rocking along. Cop follows him. After a while, the cops put on his lights. Why? Because the guy was speeding. Okay. So, but the guy apparently didn't notice. He pulls into his house, pulls into his garage, and he's closing the garage door, and the cop notices that the garage door is closing. Now, this is an attached garage because that's important for legal analysis. Um, as the garage door is closing, the cop runs into his garage. What? Oh and my God. so the guy winds up getting booked on DUI charges because apparently he was uh, drinking at the time. He was he was like three times over the legal limit or something like that. Did the, is the cop <laughs> allowed to use that as a reason to? No, and that's and that's what the Supreme Court ruled because here's why: like DUI and speeding and whatnot, these are misdemeanor offenses, right? The these aren't felonies and they're not violent offenses. So the you have what's called exigent circumstances, which is like, hey, there's something really bad happening. Like, 
like say there's a gun shoot going out between the cops and the and a, and a suspect and and the suspect runs into a house well then the cop can follow him to the house because they're in the middle of a gunfight sure right? but in a situation where it's just speeding and you have the ability to get warrants like 24 7 you can't really argue the exigent circumstance anymore so the cop just goes in there, and and that's and, and the Supreme Court ruled against uh, California because the cop just decided to go in there on a misdemeanor suspicion. This is why I don't like speeding tickets. I think speeding tickets are, are the stupidest tickets of all tickets because traffic data has shown that traffic can move smoothly at a much higher speed at uh, peak times or non-peak times, depending on... Um, how you're looking at it well and it's more complicated than that. it is more complicated than that but what i'm saying is i've talked to people and i've heard bullshit arguments mm -hmm. like one of them is well the suggested speed is based on how fast theoretically you could be moving at any given time mm -hmm. and it's based on gasoline uh how gasoline efficiencies and i'm like these are, what the hell are you talking about? Because cars are made for different gasoline efficiency. Like, yeah. Like, my car has the best gasoline efficiency at 55. But, okay. 20 years ago, the speed limit on the turnpike was closer to 50 miles per an hour. Mm -hmm. And I remember this yeah. because I have terribly awesome memory uh, of remembering I, things. I remember when they raised it to 65 and the stipulation of raising it to 65 was double the fines. And I think that's still in effect. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it's it, the entire idea of a speeding a ticket right seems like a cash grab. It, it just the entire thing seems like a cash grab because you should know how how fast to travel based upon what is in front of you or where you're at. There, right. there are just common sense. I shouldn't even say that. There are things that make sense based on where you are for how fast you're traveling. If you're traveling on a local road, it's unlikely that you're going to be going over. Uh, 45, 50 miles per hour if you're in a heavier residential area because the level of traffic is going to be too high. All right. Well, I got a, I got a story for that. Please. So I used to manage a Domino's. Yep. And I had one driver come back after a long time on a delivery. Was he baked? No, but he said, I'm not going to be able to uh, work for a while. I was like, why not? Uh, I got into an accident and I got a bunch of tickets. I was like, really? What the fuck? What what happened? Well, I was going 55 and a 25, and and this was an area where there's speed bumps, by the way. It reckless driving, and he like crashed into a pole, or not a pole. He crashed through the speed sign, I think. Oh, that's nice. I have to say, on one side, like speed limits, they do make sense in certain I'm, situations. What I'm what I'm saying is, and I get you. Yeah. Speed limits make sense. What I'm saying is that I don't appreciate the fact that the speed limit is the same at every single time of the day. In the dead of night, mm -hmm. okay, when I'm on a highway, a major highway, like a turnpike or something like that, right. and there is nobody on the fucking road, and I'm going 80 miles per an hour because there's nobody on the fucking road. And then all of a sudden there's a deer. No. That, that, is, that has never happened on a turnpike. The, the deer are nowhere near the turnpike. I've never seen someone in a car accident for hitting a deer on the turnpike. Yeah, me neither. Makes me think that they put deer pest repellent. Or maybe the deer. Or, like, the, you know, they, have, they have. They have those nature. I never see dead animals That's on the That's one thing turnpike. I don't see any, really any of in New Jersey is those nature bridges. 
So when I did um, a 660-mile uh, road trip all the way out to Indianapolis, mm. and i got to say Indianapolis, not much there. But beyond that, the entire time I was going about 75 miles per hour the entire way, mm -hmm. except when I was in Ohio where I went up to 95 miles per hour because their speed limit is 80 miles per hour. It is yeah, once, awesome. Once you reach Ohio and, and going west along, uh, going west, was it 280? You, uh, it's 80. No, only in Ohio. Because as soon as I left going across Ohio, Montana. As soon as I left Ohio, maybe on that highway up, but as soon as I left Ohio, because I was thinking, I think I was taking 66, uh -huh. it dropped back down to uh, 65 mile speed limit, where I continued to go 75. But I got to say, the entire time during the dead of night, I didn't run into a single cop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it was just because I got lucky, but I got I to gotta tell you, it was said it was going to be a 12-hour trip. I would have been there in... 11 hours or less if only my battery didn't die in my last 100 miles. <laughs> your battery or your alternator? No, nope, my battery. I got lucky. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. That, if you're, as long as your car was still running, then, you know. Yes, I got real lucky. Well, that discussion was totally relevant to the topic. Now, moving on to the next topic, another Supreme Court decision is the fuck cheer, fuck cheer. decision. Yeah, the, the girl that got... Uh, Rejected from the cheerleading squad and put out the Snapchat that said, fuck school, fuck cheer. Oh, yes, I heard about this. It's yeah. awesome. And so she puts out the Snapchat while she's at like a 7-Eleven or something like that in the, in the evening. And she sends the Snapchat to all her friends. Now, somebody who's not her friend apparently picks up the Snapchat, sees it, sends it to the school. And the school disciplines her for interfering with, with school activities. Yes. And then I heard that she was able to uh, sue them or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so she sued them. Went to the went to Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, fuck you to the school. The student was outside the school, not during school hours, and not even uh, directly com trying to communicate with the school or in any way that would uh, try to interfere or doing any kind of message that would uh, tr even try to interfere with the school. Sure. So fuck you. But this is the thing, right? The, the thing with, like, even people... You know, they work at a job and just, oh, you, you work in this and that job, so you must be uh, uh, acting on behest of that job, even though you're on your own fucking uh, time. No, no, absolutely not. When I'm on my own time, I am acting on my prerogatives. Mm -hmm. Nobody else's. Yeah, I mean, like, when I used to work at, you know, X job, I would be like a totally normal person at the job, and then I would go off the job and be a total deviant, and it had nothing to do with the job. Are you sure it didn't have anything to do with the job? Nah, I had nothing to do with okay, job. Good, good, good. We can move on. Um, and yet another case is the uh, the uh, hospital in Texas. Do you are you one of those uh, guys that secretly sits in the back of a uh, of court trials and just takes notes and stuff like that? I want to be a judge. I want to decide the fate of people's lives. I want that power. No, I'm sorry. You're, you're not well adjusted enough to have that power. Yeah, but neither are half the judges out there. So. We cannot make those decisions. <laughs> Only the government can make those decisions. Or the people voting. The few. So, uh, this was the hospital nurses that didn't want to go back to work. Uh, or did the the hospital made it mandatory that they get the doom spell in order for them to go back to work. Um, they took the, the court, and the problem was is that 
the uh, hospital wasn't requiring them to do anything that was an illegal activity. Because you can, you can have a case if the place is requiring you to do an illegal activity. Um, and they even brought up that the, the due spell is not approved. It's only authorized. It's not, yeah, it's only authorized for emergency use. Um, but this whole case is, 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 you know, it's again, it's a whole thing of where all these, you have all these big corporations, right? And I'm not saying that the hospital is a big corporation, but you have these situations that this case shows where you have all these big corporations are taking up everything, all the jobs, right? right. It's, a, it's a monopsomy as far as the, the job market is concerned, um, it, or becoming a monopsomy. So what the fuck can the average person do besides like start their own business, which the big corporations crush right away? I think I think the best thing we can do is collective non-compliance. Yeah, which is why I don't want to take any money. So funny in other crazier news, I've been keeping track of uh, Canada, and uh, there's just a couple things that I saw that were just very very interesting. Oh Canada. They recently elected uh, one. Of, they recently arrested one of their own Same politicians thing. for holding a uh, a rally with twenty people out in the open outside. <coughs> and so I, I, every time I read stuff that's happening in Canada, I just keep thinking, "Wow, they're further along the nineteen eighty four timeline than we are." Because I, I firmly see the United States trying to move. Towards 1984, which is scary. You know, it makes me really sad to say this because I kind of wanted a daughter. I'm, I'm, I wanted a daughter at one point, but I know I'm not going to have any kids now, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna, like, fuck it. And I like, if I had a daughter, I wanted her name to be Tara. But like, I just call what we're living in now. I call it totalitarian Tara. But the other <laughs> thing I recently saw, because I, I, I follow Viva Fry and I watch his stuff. He was talking about. So, two days ago, or something like that, at 1 a.m. in the morning, they passed a bill, C-10, to mm-hmm. regulate social media streaming. Mm-hmm. And initially, it said in the bill that it wasn't going to apply to users, but they took that out. Of course. Of course they would have in, in the dark of the night. When, uh, because all democracy happens in the dark of the night. Absolutely. And when, uh, the guy that was, um, I guess, one of the proponents for the bill... Uh, was talking about it. He was like, oh, no, we, we wouldn't apply it to users. <laughs> and then on a future interview with him, he goes back and says, well, we, we might apply it to users. And he's specifically probably just talking about in, in his mind. Yeah. Not thinking about how they could apply it. But you know, we would never. Mind, it's it's the, big, the big users. We would never always translates to we will always. Yes. And, and that's the thing with, like, the social media companies in general, like YouTube and whatnot. And and we talk about, like, freedom of speech and whatnot. And freedom of speech is an illusion. Yeah, well, freedom in and of itself. Illusions. Illusions but, that we were sold on by a older generation of um, Americans. People that bought into it. No, but, you know, because we talk about, like, governments and whatnot, and you and I are actually having this conversation before the show of how institutions like YouTube, you know, Alphabet and like Facebook, you know, they are effectively government. And we even have a topic about this. This was our yeah, like, what, third, e- third episode? Couple, third or fourth episode? A couple of weeks back we had this topic. And I, I, I stand by that statement even more that I think the, um, the Alphabet, Facebook, Amazon, 
are essentially their own governments in this parallel world that we call the internet. Yeah, because I mean, how do you define a government, right? Does it have does it have control over a lot of people? Yes. Does it govern the actions of people? Absolutely. Okay, well then I would call that a government. That's I, the I definition. Can't see them as anything more than an uh, an oppressive authoritarian government because of how they behave, what they do, and uh, the fact that they're colluding together just makes me believe they're uh, they're sort of like uh, NATO except they're. Um, What's a, a good... Uh, they're like the... They're, they're not a UN of... Uh, no, they are the UN. The, the UN. Yeah. They, they, un, they undo all your freedoms. Facebook, Amazon, Alphabet, FADA. Facebook, Amazon, Twitter, Alphabet. Is there another one I'm missing? Well, no, you had the uh, stock ones. The uh, what, was, what was the acronym for the, all the stocks? I don't know. Um... God, I can't remember right now. It doesn't matter. It was, it was the thing that came up a while Something like that. Um, Ganth. I'm not certain. But speaking of social media, so you have this whole battle that's been going on across the social media and everything. Like, everybody's talking about it now is, is the Jimmy versus the T-E-Y-T. Yeah, it's going to move on to uh, Steven Crowder versus uh, H3. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so it's, they're all that was definitely a one-on-one -on -one debate. There's nothing sandwiches. These entire things. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that one and, and then get into Jimmy Dore. Okay. All right. So you go first. Okay. So I watch Steven Crowder on a regular basis, probably on a daily basis, I would say. Uh, I think his uh, content is somewhat hilarious. I also think that he covers uh, some really good topics. I think he brings up good points. I don't always think he's right on the situation. And I think sometimes he's a little edgier than he should be with his humor, but um, I take it in stride because uh, from the years worth of watching his content, I've learned that he is a pretty balanced, if right-leaning, uh, individual. And his take on many things is usually pretty genuine. Um, he goes in, he has his side of the story. And I'm watching it from his his perspective, and it's hilarious because he goes in, he's setting up the studio, right. he's he's talking to his um his producer. Oh, I bet he doesn't want to talk. I yeah, bet I they're gonna, I bet they're gonna bring in um uh, a third party, Sam Cedar. Yeah, Sam Cedar. Right. I bet I they're gonna bring in Cedar. But he's going into it. He's he has his his thoughts about what would happen, but he's trying to be as genuine as possible. They have a pretty good conversation before they even get to the live streaming of uh -huh. the actual debate. And as soon as it gets in, um, he can tell that something's going off. And it's, a, it's a little off, I should say. And then suddenly uh, Cedar is, uh, is there to try and debate him. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the entire thing is pretty comical, um, as Destiny points out. It's like one of the best comedic things that you could watch. It's mm -hmm. just a lot of uh, crazy bullshit happening all at once. But I find it very interesting just how everyone's covering the situation because anybody on the right side is covering uh, it one way and everyone on the left side is covering it the other way. And they typically do. Um, no one's seeing the seeing the in-between, which is that um, it's just stupid. <laughs> it is. It's just stupid. There's actually, it's actually a, a topic I want to talk about in a future episode of a discussion is this whole idea of debate me, you know. Yeah. I think the entire thing would have been better if uh, 
if there was an actual genuine conversation that was supposed to happen, and there wasn't this trickery, yeah, there was being the done. fuckery. Honestly, I'm just more disappointed about the fact that there wasn't an actual debate mm. to to see how people break stuff down. But it's what it is. Yeah, I didn't even bother because I knew beforehand. You know, is is Ethan Klein, right? Didn't I yep. say Ethan Vance guy for last time? But Ethan Klein. It's Ethan Klein. Yeah, he he just doesn't seem like a genuine person to me. I mean, it, he I, might now, have been at one point. Yeah, from what I understand, he was a genuine person at one point, but you they know. Sold out. That's, what, the, I, that's what I keep do. hearing. He sold out. Yeah, just like all your favorite music bands. Oh, I can't wait to sell out. Who's <laughs> going to sell us out first? Where's the money? Where's the money? I mean, but just like the TYT, right? Oh, TYT sold out years and years and years ago. Yeah. You, so, if, you, if you watch any of their stuff from years ago compared to now, there's, I think, a discernible difference between it. Yeah. It, the whole thing with them, it, you know... Is is just, it's just ridiculous. Everybody, every, it's just winds up being either you have people that are grifting from the start or people that sold out. That's all you get anymore. And um, no, you get some genuine people. They just get buried by the, the by the mass. grifters and the and yeah. the, the, the scam artists. Yeah, that's why you got to be uh, even. You got to be much um, more rigorous on researching your. The people you listen to. Yeah. Unless you're like me and you want to hear the uh, the bad faith arguments just to know the... Yeah, that, I mean, I'll listen to, to bad faith arguments as well, you know, just just because, you know, people are going to come up with them and you what? What? This is fucking stupid. Yes. But, so, but on the same time, too, like, like, even Jimmy Dore is not without his faults. And he was talking, I was watching him yesterday, and he was talking about uh, Cenk Uger advocating... For bombing Syria. Now I got a clip. So let's did he really? Cenk Uger? Yeah. Now I believe he did. But here's the, he, what I'm going to show in this clip. Here is the problem with where's the fucking mouse? There's the mouse. There's the video. This is the problem with um when Jimmy Dore some, sometimes puts out things. So here's here we go. We got the video, and I'm going to play it for you right now. They crossed the red line or didn't they? Now look, I know it's a tough situation, and I've said that about Syria all along, and I know that they're partly buying time here. So what he's talking Wait, is this about... a younger jank? Yeah, this is, this is back from 2013, okay, when Obama put the red line, right? And, this, and Jimmy Dore is using... You know, I, this is like, uh, you know, clipception. I'm showing a clip of Jimmy Dore showing a clip of Cenk <laughs> But, um... So Can we Jimmy get Dore's box in there. <laughs> well, there's a box right there, the thin red line. Yes, but this box needs to have Crowder in it. Oh, okay. So Jimmy <laughs> Dore is now. Here's the thing. Jimmy Dore is using this as a clip to say that Cenk was advocating for bombing Syria. So let's continue. But the reality is, they don't want to go. They were bluffing, hoping that they wouldn't cross the red line. And I know that there was good reason to bluff because we wanted to make sure they didn't use chemical or biological weapons. But now our bluff's been called, so what are you going to do? Now let me show you why they don't want to take military action. First of all, the American people have been polled. They don't want to go. 62% say hell no. 24% say yes. Now I'm partly in the yes category. What is that statistic? So there it is. He's in the yes category. You, they called our bluff. You have to do something. There's Jenk advocating for bombing Syria. And there's more to it. I'll just cut it. 
Okay, now I'm going to pause here after he pauses. And, and Jimmy says, you know, he says the Jenks and the Yes category, but... Can we, can we get a stupider face on, on Jimmy? Because <laughs> we got a stupid face on Jenk. And I just... I always love it when people choose the pause videos and their stupid faces on people. With it. They don't mean to do, but they, or yeah. they do. I don't know. It's just it's just timing. But, you know, Jimmy's argument right off the bat here is saying that he's in the yes category. Not that he's partially in the yes category, because there's, there is a difference, right? There, you know, there is nuance, because, you know... I'm not I'm, really certain I care about the nuance. Okay, but I mean, if we're gonna if you're gonna analyze somebody's character, you, you know, you want to do it with nuance, right? But there's Jenk advocating for bombing Syria, and this is just one video. By the way, there's a so I don't really understand how that really qualifies as advocating. I'm not sure it does anything. Yeah, I I'd mean, I'd have to see the entire clip for yeah. for Jenk because I it's one thing I hate doing, which is um, watching clips. I mean, I love watching clips, but <laughs> I hate making decisions based upon clips because uh, the clips don't tend to. Um, yeah, it doesn't have doesn't have the the doesn't have the full context. doesn't have the full context, right? So, but in in here, he's already saying that that Jenk is advocating for bombing Syria, but I I don't really I, I you know for me I'm just like, how is somebody saying I'm partly in this group means that I'm advocating for that group? I don't know, man. So, videos, on. when we were on current TV together, it was me arguing against Jenk and Johnny who were pro-bombing Syria. And I'm like, are you guys nuts? You're going to believe the CIA? You're going to believe our intelligence community after Libya, after Iraq? You're still believing them? And so, but those videos are all scrubbed, right? Because those are on current TV. That's gone. So this is the only one I could get. But there he is. There he is saying, I'm in the yes camp. I'm for bombing Syria. If even if you're for it, even if you're against it, I'm for I don't want... Okay, now now here's here's the thing, right? He, he's saying that the other videos are scrubbed and this is the only one that he can get. Now... You could take him at his word or you could say, I'm not certain I believe you. Yeah, and and this... I, I will admit, this is this is kind of a poor example uh, of Jimmy Dorb. This is... Uh, it's just some... I, I'm just referring to it because it came up yesterday. And... Uh, we could probably just end. I mean, Jimmy Dore seems like a more genuine character than Jank at this moment in time. He is a more, I do think he's a more genuine character, but there Maybe has... Maybe he's just making a better leap of logic then. I think uh, sometimes with Jimmy Dore is that he doesn't appropriate or accurately, or what's the word I'm looking for? He get, doesn't even put enough context sometimes. Like he was showing a few years, uh, a while ago, he was. Uh, uh, pu um, so he's using information he's privy to um, and trying to show us that the information that he's privy to matches up with what he's saying mm -hmm. by tying it to this clip of Jenk saying something. And yeah. I th this happens to a lot of people, I find, including myself, is that you know something, you expect that someone else knows something. And you try to bring up a third thing that you you know proves your point, but the person who you're talking to doesn't necessarily know the first or second thing that you're talking about mm -hmm. that allows for the third point of correlation to bring it all together. Right. And that may be what what was happening there is that he is doing that. I yeah. Can't say in, one in, way in this or case, another. in this case. Um, he's like he he did make the caveat that he that he couldn't get other clips and this is the only one that he could get, 
right? So it. It's, but to say that this clip is showing Jenk advocating for for bombing, because later later in the clip, Jenk does talk about uh, suggest he does suggest uh, bombing as a suggestion. But that doesn't just because you suggest something doesn't necessarily mean that you're advocating it. And the reason why I say this is because there's been a couple other times, and one that comes to mind is a video he did it was a couple of years ago where he was showing Obama speaking, and he's pointing to Obama saying, you know, "Obama saying this and that and the other thing." And I'm like, the context of the video doesn't necessarily doesn't really show what the point that he was is, trying to make. I think this goes back to what I was saying though: is the fact that you may have already come to. A conclusion based upon stuff that you've seen. Right. But because someone else hasn't seen what you've come to the conclusion upon, based upon that information, you can't get behind the new information that's being presented to you because it is one point. Yeah, and and, and to be fair, like, that's... I mean, well, we're not trying to be, like, a serious organization here. Really? We, we have our commentaries and everything like that. And we don't put a lot of information just because, you know, we're lazy fucks and the internet is the internet. Look, I'm and lazy. You, I, I, you assholes can go look for yourself. I, I firmly believe that people should do research on their own. I firmly believe that if you want to learn about a topic, uh, not only should you approach people who are well-versed well on a topic, but you should do your own legwork to learn even more on a topic mm -hmm. because there's only so much you can get out of a person. Um, and sometimes you're not able to get everything out of the person because they don't want to even tell you that. Yeah, and, and, you know, and we there, can be wrong also. Be, you know, there's there that. There should be a little bit of legwork done by an individual themselves to mm -hmm. to find out what they're trying to find. You should never be given all the answers. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're, if if we were, and, and that is one thing too, like if, if I was to just give you all the answers, um, it, it's kind of like a, a it's, because I can give you all the I can give you all the evidence to say here, or I can say, hey, I found this stuff, and you know, just say go look for it, and and I have no problem leaving it up to the viewer to decide for themselves whether I'm telling the truth or being full of shit. Sure. You know, it's it's. I'm full of shit all the time, man. Yeah. Well. Except after I go onto the toilet. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's what toilets are for, right? Get rid of my shit. Yeah. So I mean that that's that's the thing with Jimmy Dore, and uh, so moving on to the next topic, we're all domestic terrorists. Did you know that? Yes. Oh okay. Yeah. So apparently the. I carry dynamite. So. Oh. Well, I carry dynamite. It's usually in my ass, and it's in gaseous form, and you know sometimes the cheeks just flap. I call it dynamite. It you, it's not necessarily red, blue, or white flames. It's not necessarily trinitrotoluene, but you know. <laughs> but so apparently, the the AG has been expanding or is expanding the definition or the AG, but well, the government in general they're expanding the definition of what a domestic terrorist is, and and their recent definition just says, or basically, eh, you know, it could be anybody, anybody, anybody we say is a domestic terrorist is a domestic terrorist, so. I'm a domestic terrorist, apparently. Greg's more authoritarianism. Greg's a domestic terrorist. Much more authoritarianism. You know, the government is really for the people when the Citadel needs to be fenced in. I just want to point that out. Still fenced in, by the way. Really? Yes. I have got to make a trip down to D.C. so I can I can just draw <laughs> the uh, epic awfulness that it is. So I'll make the, the White House, the Grey House, and... Um... We're all domestic terrorists, but... 
But, you know, it doesn't matter because guns aren't going to help us fight against the government. But at the same time, the government was almost thrown by a bunch of unarmed people storming the Citadel. Who had no guns. Who had no guns. And, and were domestic terrorists. And, and red equals fart. And, and egg I'm, equals mountain. I'm, I'm excited to see where any investigations end up with regards to... Last year. Which, wait, well, I, I just have no words. <laughs> I have no words. I have no words. I got nothing to say. There's just too much ridiculousness going on. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Oh, man. Gotta love living in, in I'm, the I'm excited. The this will be the next, uh, the next form of entertainment. It doesn't matter. I mean, guns aren't going to protect you from the government, which Only is why we need to. And jets and which is why we need to stop Texas, or we need to bitch about Texas's new constitutional carry law. So oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be uh, awful. Yeah, Texas has a new law where it's basically constitutional carry is is like you can't, you don't need a permit, nothing. Uh, nobody, nobody uh, I said nobody question you? you. Sure. Okay. Wait, a thought experiment or a thought experiment? It's a little bit of both. Oh, okay. It really isn't, but it's just one. <laughs> Let's say right now, I could snap my finger, mm -hmm. and I could take away every single gun that a citizen had. Mm -hmm. Not not the government, of course, but just citizens. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does the inf did I take away the information of how to make guns? No. Did I take away the information about how to make explosives? Did I take away the information about how physics works and um, all this other stuff? Did I remove the guns from the people who are in charge of the government? Did I take it away from the rest of the world? <laughs> okay, so in how many days do you think it'll be before people start getting their hands on guns again? Five minutes. There we go. So, if I can't eliminate the information that guns exist or that projectile weapons can be created, mm -hmm. why? This is something I've been thinking about for a, a long time well, now. Not even it's that. What? Like, remember, remember what, what's the fuck's name? Makaya that was shot by the cop? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she totally had a gun in her hand. It looked like a knife, but it was totally a gun. <laughs> I just don't understand... Some people, when it comes to, uh, to when it comes to guns or um, weapons in general, I would say um, weapons are going to evolve again. They're going to go from projectile weapons to energy-based projectile weapons at mm -hmm. some point, far into the future, maybe sooner rather than later. Well, according maybe to some people, they're already here. They may already. Well, energy weapons do exist um, in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, not in the capacity that Taser. people would... Taser's an energy weapon. It is. But what I'm saying is uh, radio wave weapons, I think. Uh, the Chinese have the uh, the microwave. That's it. Yeah, I mean, all you need microwave. is a fucking satellite dish and you can fry somebody. Yes. So, we, we already have energy-based weapons in a couple of capacity. Not in the way that the modern sci-fi video game TV shows, movies would have the you believe. The best ways. Yes. Sorry. Uh, That's the same noise my penis makes. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Which is amazing considering how small it is. I, I think a, a lot of people have been fooled into believing that by getting rid of guns in any capacity, you actually solve the situation, which is the fact that the knowledge of guns has existed for hundreds of years, uh -huh. and the fact is that the guns have only gotten better because people have improved technology. You so know, I, would, I would almost make the argument that it's, it's better for people to have guns just because... If you're gonna if you're gonna kill somebody, it's a more humane way of killing somebody. You put a bullet in them and they're dead. Or if you have knives and whatnot, you gotta stab them fucker a few times, let them bleed out and suffer to death. Not that I know from experience. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just it, the the entire argument seems stupid to me. It is. It's 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 appeal to emotion. That the, the whole argument around against guns has always been an appeal to emotion. There's no real facts to it. The Second Amendment says what it says, and that's just the case. Let's move on. Moving on, because we talked about January 6th, which was uh, so horrible, and the, the all these federal agencies that knew about it ahead of time did nothing. Well, people are starting to say that the FBI actually organized January 6th. Some people are saying that. I'm waiting to see what other future information comes out on it. Uh, because right now it's been a nothing sandwich. And well, it's just been a lot of suggestions and talk. and Like, I haven't really learned much of anything other than the fact that there are some signs that make it seem like this is obviously some sort of uh, FBI plot. And mm -hmm. it seems to follow similar situations in which the FBI was involved in. Yeah, and that's people. the point I wanted to bring up is because... The FBI is not, you know, the FBI is notorious for setting up people to, you know, in these situations that sure. they normally wouldn't be in. So, I'm hearing a lot of talk from a number of different people that are that are harping on these points. Um, I've yet to see any evidence of anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say one way or another. Um, if it looks very obvious to me that it's obvious that something happened, um, no word that what they're saying is what actually happened. It could be another organization that's operating exactly the same as the FBI mm -hmm. was the one that did it. Or it could be that it just so happened to be a coincidence that it looks just like an FBI operation. Although mm. coincidences are pretty rare. Pretty rare. So I believe in coincidences. Yeah. Coincidences happen every day. Yes, just don't they do. trust coincidences. Ah. To quote Garrett. Yes. Um So yeah, I mean there's always these 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 by work shenanigans. But Is that breaking the fourth wall, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of spy work shenanigans, apparently Trump was spying on House Democrats and it's a big deal. Yeah, but the House Democrats were spying on Trump at one point and apparently. And Obama wasn't a big was spying deal. on Trump and that's we're what spying on Trump. That's what I'm saying. Our... None of this is real news. <laughs> it's like if there aren't five different agencies spying on each other all at the same time, we wouldn't be living in the day and age that and we that's are. that's the thing. You have all these intelligence agencies that we have to spy on people and this, that, and the other thing. But how are they? How much are they spying on each other? Like, you think of that movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes. You know, and the whole point was, this guy works... This this person works for a different agency. Kill them. This person works for a different agency. Kill them. That's the whole plot of the movie. Good movie, by the way. Fun, fun popcorn thrill. I'm not even certain how much irrelevant information people get out of spying. It just... It feels like one of those... Um, 
guy sitting up in a sniper. Um, well, that's it's where most of the porn just, comes from. You're just waiting for the one thing to happen. It's where most of the porn from Pornhub comes sure, from. Sure, sure. Because, you know, it's the government, so they can be an official account, and they just, you know... That's why all of it looks so amateurish. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Moving on to, like, social and cultural stuff. So, you know, remember when, when you had... You remember the South Park character that got introduced? He was black, and what was his name? Token. Yeah. So, and there's had the whole thing of tokenism, right? Well, apparently now it's being called performative wokeness. It's it's not, whoa, it's not whoa, tokenism whoa, whoa, whoa. anymore. They have they have an actual name for it now. <laughs> it is a fucking ridiculous name. They have a new name for it <laughs> because everything's got to be renamed to some new stupid bullshit. <laughs> performative woke. What the fuck is that? This? It's the, it's like it's this oh is this is this is new performative wokeness. I'm drinking one more shot of this <laughs> just because. What the fuck do people even do in their time? They think about how stupid. I, I mean, I, I gotta admit, I gotta admit, because I sit and I think I'll, I'll think of stupid names all the time too. <laughs> performative wokeness. Oh my god. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you have Scarlett Johansson. Coming out and saying, did you hear about this? I heard that the movie's going to be trash. Oh, oh, the Black Widow movie? Yes. No, this is Scarlett Johansson saying that she doesn't want to be, uh, uh, she doesn't want to have followers because of her attractiveness. Excuse me? <laughs> have we not seen the history of the world? There, there are entire followings for one stripper named uh, Blossom at the, at the club up the street. You know, how, how many fucking people... We're waiting for that Cash Me Outside girl to turn 18 and make an OnlyFans account. <laughs> They're still waiting? No, she, she, oh, she did. did. Yeah, oh, she did. She turned 18 like about a month ago or something. There we like go. <laughs> there we go. Sex sells. Yeah, sex sells. Usually if you're... It sells woman, you up a creek. <laughs> more for women than men, but... So, I mean... But, but apparently, even though sex sells... Sex doesn't sell. Sex doesn't sell because apparently we need, we need unsexy people to sell sex or lingerie, because because yes. you know Victoria's new secret is, is where the food stash. <laughs> <laughs> because they're like, oh, we're sick of all these sexy women selling lingerie. So they went in all all in with the uh, the Megan Rapinoe and uh, the. Uh, the fat pride and all that other stuff. And now, look, I it, it's 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 one thing to to be like okay, having ugly people or fat people, you know, because I'm ugly myself, you know, right? So I wouldn't mind, you know, it, it, it's not that I want to see somebody that as as ugly as I am. It's just that why not have that just with everybody else? At what point do we conclude that we've decided that? We're moving away from human nature and just trying to be anti-human nature. Well, there's the whole thing of, you know, remember the Google uh, thing that was put out a couple years ago, or that leaked a couple years ago, where they're trying to dis trying to shape desires, right? So I want, I want to come up, I want to, I want to quickly, 30 seconds, talk about something. Go ahead. I've decided that I'm going to call my, my, my um, political ideals progressive. Because I believe the true progressive ideals are the ideals of libertarians and people who are pushing for actual 
set actual real world ideals that uh -huh. actually do stuff. And that the people who claim to be progressive are actually conservatives because they are trying to stay rooted in the past of hatred and racism and bigotry, which is what they're rooted in. And that is the Yeah, I mean they're best. they're they're a white supremacist wet dream. Yes. They they are the conservatives. They don't want to admit certain things exist. They don't want to admit that certain things are actually the way they are. Just think about this, fat pride. Is is that a real world thing? Not in my opinion. Do you see a Pride fat is stupid? Do you see a fat woman trying to sell a bottle of vodka? Well, it depends. I mean, now, I mean, I like when it comes to look, I, I don't mind a, a, a husky woman in a, a burlesque show. There are there are women that have weight hmm. and it looks great. Yeah. Is there a greater amount of women or men that have weight and it just looks terrible? Yeah, and like I'm like I said, like I'm I'm an ugly person, right? Now, do I want to see ugly person just for the sake of their uh, of of wanting to somebody to to promote the idea? No. Uh, what I'm saying is is everybody promotes this idea like in the in the beautiful person, right? I'm fine with having average looking people, having ugly people, having fat people and all this stuff. Sure. You know, go for it. I think it's a great idea having having the diverse like the actual diversity. You have you have the the traditional beautiful beautiful people, you know, the the beautiful people, the the average people, and, and so forth. I'd love to do an experiment. And having having that diversity is 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 great when you're trying to sell like clothing and whatnot, right? No, I, I think I think if we, I want to perform an experiment, uh huh, and have two exact same books of clothing, and one book is going to have just all beautiful people in it uh-huh and the other book is going to have diversity like crazy in it and i want to see which clothing sells better well this is this is what i'm getting to right because you know it's one thing to to have all these different people and just be like you know we're gonna you know okay but you have that marketing of oh well we put a beautiful person with this piece of clothing on so if you're wearing it you're obviously going to be beautiful but but I, I honestly think that that actually gets people to buy stuff because I mean it, that it, is that is very subtle marketing mm -hmm. in that by wearing this I will look as beautiful or as handsome or something yeah, it's, it's, as this person it's subconscious marketing it is but for those of me that don't buy into the subconscious marketing you know I'm just fine with having every which way of I'm, a person. I'm being honest, I think even if you were to consciously think about it, you would still be somewhat affected by it. I think it is an innate uh, bias that your your mind is looking for certain types of ideals. Mm -hmm. Okay? You are looking for, you know, regardless, you are looking for that, like, that ideal woman or the, uh, you're trying to think of what you would want to look like. Right. And so instinctively, I think you're going to, you're going to just move towards certain things. So if you see this guy wearing this suit looking really good, you're going to think in some way, subconsciously possibly, that, oh, I might look really good wearing that exact same and, suit. And, and maybe that, that's always going to be the case, right? Because maybe the advertising has gotten the way it has because of you know everything I'm talking about and everything we're talking about has been done before and it's evolved. advertising has evolved the way it is. But even still, 
I wouldn't mind just putting like a different spectrum of people and and just having it there, but not fucking promoting any one or the other. Like the way somebody looks is a fucking major blessing on society. I think that's another one of those extremes taken in um just a direction. It's like just um you know, at some point people just start believing the stuff that they're putting out. I mean because and, and well, here's the here's the reason why here's the reason why I'm I'm talking about having like models across the spectrum, because you buy this outfit like for mm-hmm. people that are like you know that are, are focused on the physical appearance of an outfit, you buy this outfit, believing that you're gonna look like this person by putting it on, and then you buy it and you look nothing like the person. Well, what happens? You get disappointed. Well, if you buy an outfit of somebody that you know with a model that looks kind of like you, then it's, you have real expect- realistic expectations of what the outfit's going to look like on you. But they might not buy it, then. Maybe. I Maybe not. Say, I think they'd be less likely to buy it. That's my personal I, opinion. I mean, I'd be interested in finding out. But if you want to do that, that's great. Do that experiment. But don't promote and say fat is beautiful or what. I mean, because the traditional, you know, the traditional aspects of beautiful, I don't really find all that attractive. Right, that's not that's not. Well, what everyone I've... has their own ideal exactly of what beautiful is, but there are common features amongst. Well, humans. yeah, because we talk about the golden ratio and and the triangle shape. But and all there that are always shit. going to be common features uh, that tend to be where most people's yeah uh, particular preferences line up. A lot of it has to do with a lot of that has to do with like bone structure as well. So sure. But that that's the whole the whole thing with all, all this. But moving on. Um, so, speaking of, uh, sexually attractive people, because we, I talked about, like, you know, the tub streams. Are they sexually uh, attractive? Those people? I mean, I mean, I'm not certain I can see their entire body there in a tub. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm only focused on their face at that point. Oh, I'm definitely only focused on their face. So, it went, it moved from the tub stream thing to ear licking, where... <laughs> sure. Now what are we moving on to? Well, no. So so now Twitch has has taken action oh. against, against all of it because you know you had you had the apocalypse on YouTube and right. people are talking about uh, potential Twitch apocalypse happening because Twitch kind of branded itself as a gaming streaming platform. And yet they are no longer that in really yeah. any way, shape, or form. Well, I mean, there's still a lot of gaming on there. But yeah. even though these other things move on there, that's not ne- inherently a bad thing, right? The problem... So let's just go through the, this issue because the problem is is that, first off, there, there was a different set of rules for, for men and women, apparently. Is that because if men tried to be, like, you know, sexual or shirtless, they would get banned. But women, you know, doing the pasties and wait, whatnot... Wait, 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 wait. Men who are already in public allowed to be shirtless, mm-hmm. regardless... Yeah, as I understand it, yeah. Are now allowed to be shirtless on Twitch? As I understand it, yeah. So we're not even following public standards? Here's the other thing, and, and I want to go on this little tangent, because there, there's, two, there's two main points I want to I talk about on this. One is the cultural, one is the, the economic. So the cultural is, is, you know, you have this whole idea that Twitch, that Twitch was a gaming website and you have this whole Gamergate and gamers are sexist males and this, that, and the other thing. No, they're just men. 
well, they're just they're just people. But even the male gamers that have been complaining about the the female streamers on Twitch, they were never bitching about the fact that they were women. They were bitching about the fact that it was unequal treatment, and that Twitch was not adhering to its own rules. The Twitch is another one of those hypocritical yeah. um, corporations, man. So, I mean, that, that was one thing that... But they're owned by Amazon, basically, aren't they? Yeah, they're owned by Amazon. Which is why they're hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But th- this this is another thing that flies in the face of, oh, gay, male, gamers male and bad, you know? <coughs> that's the cultural aspect of it. Yes, that's, economic. That's the economic. The economic aspect of it is you have people talking about um, Twitch... You know, the same thing happened to Twitch. A Twitch apocalypse has happened to YouTube, allegedly, where all these advertisers says, hey, we don't want to advertise on this content, blah, 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 blah. We're going to pull our money. <coughs> and, suppose, and supposedly that's why YouTube has such harsh restrictions. Yeah, right. But I guess this ties into cultural as well. Is, is well, Twitch, how, how beneficial is Twitch... Uh, doing its own economic model by setting up expectations, uh, you know, with the expectations it's setting up. Secondly, this stuff is going to happen in society, right? Like, and all these, I got to go back to the cultural for a second, these, these kind of tie into each other. All these people that are like pro-women, blah, 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 these women are, are, are basically just earning money off of their sexual attractiveness. And yeah, sex work is a thing. That's great, but that doesn't make them like strong, brave woman for just being off your attractiveness. Because guys do that too, so I don't understand I'm where they do it as successfully though. Well, yeah, because society has society has, in recent centuries, I would say, has promoted the idea of feminine beauty over male beauty. Um, the porch statue of David. I know, penisless. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but when we have these standards right in society what do you expect to happen with the economic uh situation now it could be that twitch is just doing you know what i like to call is a uh, uh, yolo shareholding which is they're not they're not abiding by their own rules just because they're trying to get as much money as they can out of it until all the advertisers pull all the money and then they just dump it look it's obvious to me that twitch is following the same path as Twitter or YouTube or Facebook. And well, that yeah. They are being run by people who are just crazy and on the left and that they create rules which they don't intend to apply equally in any situation whatsoever because Well, how do you how do you say on the left because a lot of porn from what I, what I understand a lot of uh porn um Film companies are owned by right-wing organizations. That's just profit. <laughs> Come on, man. That's, that's just profitable. Pure profitable. No, okay. It's women sell. Why, why do you think they take them and put them on bottles, holding the bottles? Aunt Jemima. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that was someone's <laughs> wet dream as a child. <laughs> but, um... I'm mostly referring to the, the big tech platforms. The big right. tech pla- platforms are dominated by the left sphere of uh, culture. And um, just casually, you can see that they don't apply their rules equally. 
Mm -hmm. Even at a um, a small creator versus a large creator level, it's not equal. Right. And the large creators have um, some sort of privilege to get away with more stuff than a smaller creator. Not does. not only large creators, but large creators that are liked. Yeah. So, it's not surprising to me that they would do anything like that. Yeah. And then when it becomes too big of a problem for them, they divest away from it, and they just take big sweeping actions to make a new set of rules which will only hurt small creators and not large creators. Yeah. It, it happens every time. It's happened a couple times on YouTube. It's going to happen it, It's more. a story of humanity. Yes. Yeah. So, last couple segments here. Yes, because uh, we're doing an extra long episode today. Yes. Uh, this will be real brief. I came across this in one of the advertisements that one of these tech platforms was pushing for me. Apparently, Bill Clinton made a book with uh, the famous uh, James Patterson. You know all of his uh, his books. I've heard the name. Yeah, he he does a lot of uh, books, and I thought it was odd that he wrote a book with James Patterson because um, I've been seeing his books for quite some time. So it seems like. I guess they're trying to redeem his image in some way. Who, Clinton? Clinton, yes. Mm. Um, and his name being attached to it. And the name of the book was called The President's Daughter. Which is oh, yeah, also, I've heard of that. I don't know when the book came out, but it seems to me like that is the obvious thing, is they're trying to redeem his image through a book that is written by a very popular author. I think the author is popular with women. I could be wrong, but it seems women are the ones mostly reading the book. You know, I got um, a book. What? I got a book. Do you? Yeah, actually, I, I wrote I wrote a whole bunch of I wrote seven books actually. Seven? Yeah, most of them are shit. I was I wrote them when I was. Uh, That's good. Don't let me read them. Though. I was I wrote most of them when I was crazy, but the one that actually, uh, you know, is decent is a primer for people that want to get involved into the involved in the electrical trade or. Various. I'm just gonna watch primer. <laughs> it, it, well, it's a primer on various aspects of the electrical trade, and I actually sold a copy last year. Ooh. Yeah, one copy. Yeah, oh I got my, my fifty gosh. cents from the sale. For so, in case you're interested, it's called Electrical Concepts for Everyday People. But there go you ahead. go. There you go. The other thing I saw, and this was also picked up by some of the podcasts I watched, was the fact that Bill Gates came up with five books that you should read during the summer. Once again, this seems like another way of redeeming someone's image in the public eyes. Wait, wait. Can I guess the titles? 1984. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to attach to All right. All right. Quiz. Let me know when you're ready. Bill Gates. <laughs> Summer, Summer reading list. Summer reading list 2021. Okay. Let me guess. Uh, because these are obviously the books. 1984, Paradise Lost, Divine Comedy. Um, let's throw another book, Orwell book, Animal Farm. And, um, uh, Super Fudge. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you the title, the authors, uh -huh. and then I'm going to give you the titles. Okay. First author, Thomas Gritta and Ted Mann. Second author, Elizabeth Colbert, with a K. Uh-huh. Third author, Barack Obama. <laughs> Fourth author, Richard Powers. And the fifth author is Matt Richtel. Okay, what are the books? Uh, so one of the books, the first book is called uh, Lights Out, Pride, Delusion, and the Fall of General Electric. Interesting. Okay. The second book is Under a White Sky, The Nature of the Future. Okay. I don't know what these are. A Promised Land. That's the Barack Obama one. 
the overstory. Okay. And then an elegant defense, colon, the extraordinary new science of the immune system, colon, a tale in four lives. Two colons in one title. Yeah, that doesn't really grammatically work. Two colons. They don't care about this shit, man. Mm. I mean, hyphen. Hyphen. Actually, I gotta look at that. Um, but what I find interesting is the fact that it was a promoted article on Forbes and a number of other uh, websites. And it just seems to me... Keep reading. ...that the entire thing is bullshit. And they're trying to deflect away from all the negative press that Bill Gates is getting. You know, and that's one thing, like, because we talked about the TYT Jimmy Dore thing before. I wonder how much of that is really... Not that I think it would be on Jimmy Dore's part. I wonder how much of that is just kind of, like, taking up new space when we get to be talking about something more pertinent. Yeah, I, th- I find that often happens a lot, is that people talk about stuff. Uh, and the last, the last tidbit which is another instance of websites like YouTube doing stuff, is Instagram offered me a few weeks back to turn off my ability to see dislikes on anything. I remember you talking about this. And I I just find this entire thing very interesting. Why would I want to turn off dislikes on any post that I see? Because I don't want to see how bad... Greg. Oh, yeah? Greg, do you need a hug? No, you fuck. Get the fuck away from me. How about a pat on the head? No. Pat, no. On, pat on the Jufro? No. No, 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 no. Get off of here. Let's talk about the topic. So, our topic for today is Greg's topic, so you can start off. Yes, um, the topic is uh, in regards to... Fantasy worlds mm-hmm. and the way they're portrayed in a number of different literatures, and I find I find fantasy worlds to be not just fantasy worlds, but anything that's sort of a uh, fiction, mm-hmm. fictional worlds of any kind. The way the uh, society is portrayed, mm-hmm. uh, the way it's illustrated, the way it's even talked about. A number of times, if you deal with anything that's re- in regards to humans, right. If it's in the current era, there's not really much difference than how our real life actually is. Okay? It's presented as the way society is, and the only time it ever gets different is when they say, oh, we found this elusive group, tribe, or something like that out Living in the Living in an nowhere. island that yeah, yeah, spears down people who visit. Yeah. Uh, but what I find most interesting is that whenever you think about <coughs> these fantastical races or species that live on different planets or live secretly within society mm-hmm. and that are hidden from plain sight or in any way shape or form it always seems that there is never there is never going to be a society that is similar to how we are in any way shape or form and what, what I mean by that even in video games it's like this uh, to some degree well, what do you mean by, you mean exactly the same, or? No, I mean in that it is it is completely, the way their societies have developed are completely different in many ways. And they seem akin to um, 
how everything was in like the maybe the 1600s, 1700s, or 1800s, or something right. like that. Um, in in modern day society, we have a lot of uh, because capitalism is such had such a big influence on the world at large, and um, in many ways has shaped society mm-hmm. in general. You have a lot of these large corporate retail stores that you can go to almost that you can go there and buy almost anything. Right. Okay. The way that is typically represented in the future is that there is one company that you buy all your product from. By and large. Exactly. So by and large, I think is the the one of the few times it has become closer to what society currently is, mm-hmm. and they just took it to one of its logical conclusions, which is we decide that one company can own everything and be in charge of everything and such mm-hmm. things like that, right? Right. And so they become the standard in which you buy all this stuff from. Uh, that's sort of, I think, I feel like it's mocking Walmart and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, other other things is, like, if you look at Star Wars. Right. Okay? Not once in any time during Star Wars do you see what looks like a chain of anything. You know, in the multiple times that they've passed through uh, markets of any kind, mm-hmm. there's never this this idea that there is a a retail giant... Or a corporate giant that owns yeah, that's an interesting observation. everything. If you look at um, a lot of the fantasy worlds that they developed, if you look at Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings was developed in way in the past, mm-hmm. before a lot of the modern retail giants we have. Right. And it makes sense to me that the his that a Tolkien Tolkien would have created the society based on what they had at the time. Right. And there weren't big, big, big retail giants at that time. There weren't anything at that time. No, not really. Retail. Not really. And so the fantasy world you're thinking about, so you think of the elves, right? The elves are, they, they're basically a community right. that works together. Communism. But even in the elven community, there doesn't seem to be a form of currency that is passed between them. Or at least they don't explore that side of things. I never see this side explored in most um, fantasy, sci-fi, video games or anything like that, except when there is a need for it, mm-hmm. which is currency and how it's traded between individuals or groups at large so there's no shops that are available there Mm -hmm. in video games like world of warcraft there's always a shop you can go to Mm -hmm. okay in borderlands there's marcus he basically runs everything and you have the vending machines yes the vending machines but even that is sort of a he owns everything right and it's simplified just to be, okay, Marcus is the guy that sort of took over the entire of Borderlands. But if you go outside of the one planet, because they do that in one of the later games, it's well, Marcus is the guy in the galaxy that owns and runs everything, even though you have all these bigger companies like Atlas and going forward. Right, right. My point is, I never see the idea of how currency is done between people how the average market is done between people. And whenever you do see a market, it seems as if every single business is family-owned or it is every business is family-owned like except Panda. for the giant corporation that seems to be encroaching upon all of the little little small families and is trying to buy up everything. Just like in Stardew Valley. Yeah. I've never played Stardew Valley. But so I, in Stardew Valley, you, there's this corporation that has like a convenience store there 
and you have the choice of either doing the like essentially missions for the corporation, in which case it grows larger and takes over. I think it takes over everything. Sure. Or you just kind of ignore it and then it dies out because you do all the stuff for like the convenience store there. Now, what I do find a lot of in the I fantasy, think. the sci-fi, and um, movies, video games, and such is there is tons of exploration of what their culture is like. There is tons of stuff on how their religions developed. Mm -hmm. There's tons of stuff on how so they the fight. So the interesting stuff. <laughs> money is an interesting thing, too, because well, yeah. money is a driving factor as to how a culture would develop. Okay, so, I mean, let me, let me just put in a couple points right here. So, I mean, it's interesting. Of course, you mentioned J.R.R. Tolkien because... Sure. With the Lord of the Rings and everything, he made all these different cultures based off of cultures that exist, and he just Absolutely. tweaked them and, and whatnot, you know, from the, the horsemen and whatnot. And even in the movies, like, the work that they put into the costumes and how the costumes expressed the culture, I mean, that was just there is so a lot, great. I've read and, and um, watched a lot of videos that talk about the world building that went into Tolkien's um, mm -hmm. masterpiece, yeah. all of the uh, the side stories and everything that helped to explain even yeah. more. Uh, there was an entire twenty minute video I watched about how the um, the hobbits mm -hmm. were able to stay relatively completely unknown to Sauron, even though if he had scoured the land as thoroughly as he could have, he might have eventually found them. Yeah, it was because they built their homes in the hills. Well, not only that, but there was a lot more going on in the background oh, yeah. that was protecting them from his eye from ever being discovered. Right. But yeah. that's that's neither here nor there. He does a lot of the the amount of backstory that went into that is insane. Mm -hmm. And I just don't I don't find. Um, yeah, that, I mean that that's that's obsessive compulsive kind of words there. Sure. But, but I mean, he created he created like all these different cultures and this world that and and it's just so interesting how they were so vast and different and yet intertwined and whatnot and it 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 really becomes amazing because you know what uh, you know if we take a step back and and we uh, we ask the question you know what is culture well culture is really. Hey, you know, somebody did a thing, and other people liked it, so they started doing it, too. And that's really what culture is. There is. Right? I mean, when you get to the bare nuts of it, that's that's what any culture is. But when I think back to our actual history of humans and everything, mm -hmm. uh, even in the 1700s, there were large corporations that owned a lot of... The, uh, the West East Indies... Indian tra East Indian Trading the Company. The East Indies Trading Company. That is one example of a corporation of the size of which we have like a Walmart today mm -hmm. that is doing stuff of that nature. And when you look at historical stuff, they're sometimes mentioned and things like that crop, uh, crop up and everything. But when I think of some of the, the greater masterpieces when it comes to like movies and video games that I've played mm -hmm. uh, that are taking place in other worlds, I never see that kind of development there. Well, so there there is one that uh, one world that does kind of stray away from the the one one corporation model, and that is the world of Shadowrun because you have Ares, you have Renraku, you have all these different corporations that specialize in different things, and because why these why you have all these different corporations is because the corporations have superseded governments in their influence over the world, 
and and that in and of itself, you know, you know, you have the 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 it's you know, you never really see. I would love to see someone do Shadowrun as a movie because you've had all these great stories in this fantastic world of these uh, corporations. I mean, you you had uh, what was that TV show? Oh God. Where you had the Belters and and Mars and Earth. The Expanse. The, there we go. The Expanse, right? Where the, the corporations. Makes sense. Yeah. The right. Expanse has a lot of. Uh, they definitely did a lot of character history development and such. Yeah, even in terms the of the corporations. Of, absolutely. And and you get that in Shadowrun as well. I mean, I would love to see a Shadowrun made into like different movies and series that were actually true now, to the lore of Shadowrun. What separates the Expanse from? Some other things, like, mm -hmm. uh, just think about, um, Harry Potter, mm -hmm. okay? Harry Potter is basically, um, a society of cobbled together businesses somehow. I, I've never, I never hear much outside of a few businesses mm -hmm. where they're... Diagonally. Yeah, diagonally, and there's not <laughs> No, much, diagonally. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just wait until we get to, uh, horizontal alley. <laughs> It's, it's real funny. I've read some fan fictions, uh -huh. and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, we're in Italy. We got a uh, we got Vertical Alley." <laughs> People just run with the bad jokes. I mean, it's it's, but it's there's. I find it more interesting the fact that there are so many stories where they don't ever think about the economic side. Mm -hmm. Of things, and it tells me that people are just not interested in trying to figure out the economic side of things, right? The Expanse clearly has the economic history built into it because you can see it oh, in the corporate, how, the corporate wars and yes, all that. Okay, there are there are definitely um, fictional stories where the the rise and fall of corporations and, and shadow um, run. Uh, Blade Runner, I think, also has that in there to some degree. I'm trying because I, I, you know, I actually even, watched Blade Runner the other you, day. If you look at Blade Runner, okay, so it seems like a corporatocracy may have taken over, mm -hmm. but how do they represent the the market? It's just little shops, right? Okay, this is what I what I'm trying to get to is that when you ever you see representation outside of modern day. Mm -hmm. Or slightly further into the future, modern day. Right. There is never an overwhelming corporate presence that you would expect. Depends. Some, some there are. I'm not saying it doesn't occur in, in some. I'm saying that because we could refer to idiocracy. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's 2505. We're still 400 years away from that. I'm saying that it seems interesting that the way people choose to portray most. Um, economic uh, ways is that there's just these tiny marketplaces that somehow manage to feed the system. Or or not even feed the system, but be a system in and of itself. Or really, realistically, it isn't a system. It's just, you know, hey, a guy does a thing. And but I it find it guy doesn't that... make sense to me when they talk about, like in some of them they talk about, oh yeah, there's like uh, this many thousands or hundreds of thousands of people in this city. And it doesn't make sense to me that the entire city wouldn't have one corporation, at least, of some type. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I can't imagine that even in when Rome was um, such a big empire, 
that there were not like merchants that had larger stakes across the empire. Yeah, I mean, you definitely had your your wealthy merchants and your wealthier merchants and your small time merchants. Um, you know, it, it, but that too, that that too, becomes like the economics does in part become a product of the culture, and and then sometimes too the culture becomes a product of the economics as well. Um, it, you got to think of like how how do people view material possessions and wealth and whatnot and. And Suppose. so forth. I just every time I see a movie, I'm I'm always reminded of like a a, a New York before um, there was a larger corporate presence. Yeah, like like you, you think about like uh, more like fantastical Middle Earthian or or Middle Age type movies, um, you know, or theme. We're not necessarily part of that thing, but where you have all these, uh, you know, little shop owners and whatnot, where, like, the whole society is built all around these little shops, and yet you're still pursuing gold and riches for stuff that's not really explained in the, the right, canon that's of another, the movie. that's another thing of mine, is that it doesn't, these, unless you're trying to get to these big, big riches mm -hmm. to do what? yeah. Other than have riches. I mean, there's usually pursuit of riches for some reason or another. Mm -hmm. um, I, I never feel like we get it, that it gets properly explained. I never feel like there is a, a good explanation for how... It's just assumed that the society exists and that it persists in some way that allows it to keep moving forward. Because the Elven, at least as far as in, in The Hobbit um, or in the, the Fellowship... The Elven are more communal. They are. But I never, they're more cooperatively communal. It never feels like they... The way they portray it in the movie, because mm -hmm. you're only seeing a small portion of it, mm -hmm. and that's how a lot of movies tend to do it, is they just only show you a small portion of everything. Well, a lot of times, too, in situations like that, like the, the elven also seem to be more of... Because you have you have essentially a monarch in in the elven cultures in Lord yes. of the Rings. Almost and any... any um, Elven culture, typically. So, like, they all they, they seem to be, like, their own kind of little fiefdoms. Yes, but how big would they ever get? Yeah, I mean, how big could a fiefdom... I mean, that's that's the thing. If you look up in history, in the history of Europe, fiefdoms didn't really get big. They were all these little city-states that sure. fought amongst one another. And, you know, eventually they would grow into kingdoms because of this, that, and the other thing. But... I mean, how far can you can some of these things be taken? I, I think um, that some economic models are just attributed to um, groups of people mm -hmm. without really the thought about what goes into it. Yeah, possibly. Dwarves are always seen as being um, miners that are money-hungry in some sense. Or at least they're hungry for certain types of material. Yeah, d dwarves and, and, and gnomes are typically, you know, shown as having their own little shops, even inter, you know, inter, uh, in their own little um, communities. Well, let's go to another fact about this. How are, how is almost every fantasy society portrayed to you? Um, I don't know, that's kind of a tough one, because I've, I've looked at a bunch of different, like, because we can talk about video games where, like, every, you know, you talk about the old Final Fantasy games where, where every 
town, village has its own little shop. Okay, you so know. when I when I look at the dwarves, the elves, and the gnomes, or any fantastical race, let's take Avatar for example. Mm -hmm. Okay, the the Navi, whatever right. the fuck they were called. Yeah, the Navi. Anytime I see a fantastical race, whether it's sci-fi or fantastical, because it's from a fantasy of sorts, it always seems that the group of people are always this idealized version of society that's working together, and that's the humans who somehow are this discombobulated group of people that fight amongst themselves, mm. can't get their act together, and come together as one society who would work for the betterment of the entire species as a whole. Well, but whereas the dwarves and the gnomes and the elves, they always seem like they've somehow gotten their shit together. And they always work all towards the same exact thing. And even if there's an economy of sorts, it always seems like the economy is community-based. Well, yeah, but is that progression or is that retrograde? Because when you look at human evolution, like the, the, the evolution of human society, back when we were all cavemen, you know, clubbing women over the head because we wanted to mate with them, we were still a communal, um, cooperatively communal society okay. in, on all of our individual tribes. All the men would get together, and they would go out and hunt together. All the women would gather together or take care of the children. And it was, it was everybody working to support one another rather than having individual shops. Like, the, all, the, all the shit that women picked would be, would be for feeding everybody. All the meat that men hunt, uh, hunted would be for feeding everybody. So this, th that brings the question of, of the, like these Alvin and Dwarven societies: are they are they actually a advancement or are they a regression or is it a uh, you know like an so effect? If you look at uh, an Elven town of sorts, isn't it typically the the entire thing is artistically really well? It's like everything seems to be. Right, my, artistically you, eruditic. Yeah, it looks really good, mm -hmm. right? Where are the individual shops in these societies? Yeah, you don't, you don't... Where are the individual homes in some of these societies? Okay, whenever I see a human town, it's always a, a group of houses. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's always, you got shops on every corner, every block, going forward, and then you got a bunch of houses that are just residential and such. Mm -hmm. Whenever I see a resident, whenever I see a dwarven society, or a elven society, or an alien society of some sort, it seems like it's artistically put together to be pleasing to the eye. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't really have the the economic side of things. Let's go to the other extreme for a second. Okay. The Ferengi. Now, the Ferengi is also another example of a society that doesn't make any sense to me. The women have to be naked and in the home all the time. Once again, th these things don't make sense to me. It's like, who how would a society develop like this? So, almost but it, I mean, it is interesting to think about, right? Like, how, you, you know, the, the, because the Ferengi, like, what? All right, so we talk about all these different societies, and these different societies. We can say that in some ways they uh, denote certain aspects of human, either human desires or pocket cultures, right? Sure. 
And we can say that even the Ferengi as well. With, Absolutely. You know, with like a male-dominated... I, mean, and, I think that's, and, that's what the, the Star Trek was about, is that they, a lot of the... Yeah, you know, exploring cultures. I mean, God, that, that one episode where it, from the original... I've been watching Star Trek Continues, by the way, um, because like Vic Mignogna was doing an interview yesterday, and he seems like a decent guy. And, is the uh, cartoon one? He, yeah, he does a lot of voice acting in cartoons, and okay. Dragon Ball Z and whatnot. I, um, so, and, and, like, Star Trek Continues, so I, I saw it, and I was like, oh, all right, finally, maybe I'll watch it. I mean, because the original series was, it was groundbreaking, but I'm like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm not that huge of a fan. But the one episode I was really a fan of was the whole episode where you have the guys that were painted white and black, and the reason, the, the reason their whole kerfuffle was, as they explained to Kurt, was, He's black on the right side and white on the left side. I'm white on the right side and black on the left side. <laughs> you know, it's, it's stuff like that. But, fuck, I lost my point. <laughs> you were talking about the Ferengi at first, man. Yeah, I was talking about the Ferengi. Um, I still don't remember what the fuck my point was. <laughs> okay, I, when you look at the Ferengi, uh-huh. okay, how does their society function? Profit. Outside of that. More Profit. You have the Grand Nagus, which, and it's interesting because they're all about profit, and yet you have this Grand Nagus that they're still kind of feudalistically uh, adhered to. How? How? This society makes no sense to me. Well, does it make no sense because it's. You know, because you're looking at through the lens of, of our human evolution, or does it make no sense because you it makes don't no see how it could evolve that direction? I don't see how it would have evolved that way. Okay. And I also don't... Whatever they... You know, these TV shows didn't probably have a lot of budget for... Um, well, The Next Generation had a huge budget. Oh, of course they did. Yeah. But, um... The Picard had an even bigger budget, I think. Yeah, they're doing a second season. I can't wait for that. I'd be interested. It, it, I, I'm just, I, I'm like... So, the Borg, the Borg is a very interesting species within that universe, mm -hmm. okay? Because the Borg is clearly, it's a society that accidentally went too far in technology. And I've read... Not only non, technology, but like how they absorb, absorb cultures I've as well. I've read non-canical uh, stuff that attempts to explain the Borg. I equate SAWs to the Borg. Well, no, no, this isn't, I'm talking like, this is like... I know, I'm just making Official a product that they put out in comic form or one one thing or another. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they have a queen. Yeah, that makes no sense. But, um, who just so happens to have individuality. As well as the ability to also be part of the collective as well. Yeah, I mean, when when, when that movie came out, what, what was that first contact? And then I had a queen, and it was just like, you just took an entire culture and made it make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Probably I mean, one of the downsides of Voyager. I mean, it's it's. No, no, that wasn't Voyager. That was the no, first. No, 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 no. But it, with with Voyager continuing down that path. Well, no, no, because it, it's it's like I, okay, I can understand you have pocket individualities that are, are straying away to come from the collect. Well, all right. If I'm gonna go down that, then I can kind of roundabout way to queen. the queen. Yeah. 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 But um, there's no there's at least canonically. There's nothing that explains the Borg, but it's obvious that the Borg are in a techno technological experiment went wrong. Okay, nanomachines got ahead of them. 
They they went too far down the nano machine uh, technology, mm-hmm. and the replacement of parts with uh, human pe- humanoid pieces with machine parts, and eventually the machines took over in some capacity. Let's throw a wild idea out there. Which is what if the Borg was created by someone that was dying and yet somehow wanted to live forever and decided that their way of living forever was by absorbing other creatures and becoming one with them. I can't you explain that again. <laughs> you need me to explain. So there's a person that was dying. Yes. And creates machines and, yes. and like he probably or he or she probably kept themselves alive with machines, but they were still dying. And the only way for them, this person or this being to live was to absorb others into and create the collective planet. and create the collective. We just have the transformer planet. Because, well, no, I mean, because, because this entity was dying and for the only way for them to Unicron. persevere, well, not, not so much. It's the idea of propagation through what you create. Right, so this person was dying, and they they modified themselves, and they tried to um, m- uh, modify a being that they captured to enhance or extend their own existence. But instead of actually creating their own existence, they just created the Borg, or extending their own existence, they just created the Borg. Does that kind of make sense, or am I going too off the rails? Maybe. But the Borg make more sense to me than other fantasy groups because they don't need an economic system mm-hmm. because their entire system is, we are one group. We will take your resources and you and turn you into us. And thus, we are all the same. Now, this is the one problem I have with the Borg, right? Because the Borg is... We'll go with the idea that the Borg is a collective. We'll, we'll ignore the Queen and all that for, for a second. Okay. So the Borg is collective, but in in all the canon, there has never been a a really. I mean, you could roundabout get to the idea, but when you talk about logistics, right? Because even in logist, even in a perfect system, you're still statistically going to have logistics which fail, right? Log- sure. Which happens, and that never kind of gets either talked about or exploited with the Borg. It's it's always like the kind Bo- of this the perfect Borg system. The Borg have a um, have a cheat system involved into their into their uh, plot armor. Transwarp. Well, they have a plot armor. Oh, okay. okay. Plot yeah. armor. Yes. Their plot armor is that they can first off, first and foremost, the amount of time it takes for them to uh, integrate No, it's to adapt to the frequency of the phaser fire. Yes. Okay. The amount of time it takes to adapt to the frequency... Did I, did I earn my nerd cred? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. It's entirely quick. Okay? It's too quick for my liking, but it's... It's, uh, it's almost as quick as me and sex. But it's, it's, um, it's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Right? It seems to be different in every episode I've seen of them. Except for uh, when well, Data or the Vulcan I mean, uh, say, Oh, we gotta, we gotta change the frequency of the phaser fire with every... With every shot, that way if they you, can't ever adapt to it. If you want to get technical, I mean, you you there there is like randomization patterns that that does change the the speed at which they can adapt. But sure, go on. <laughs> but somehow they can figure out the randomization uh, pattern as well. Yeah, which which serves a plot. <laughs> yes, 
that's what I'm saying. It's, it's all plot armor, so that way you can further along moving forward. Don't get me wrong, I love the Borg. I think the Borg are one of the uh, the most creative. Have you hugged a Borg today? No, that's, um, that guy over there became a zombie. Oh, okay. Um, you, but, know, but, you know, hold on. Sorry, because you mentioned zombies. Yes. I have to say this because this just thought just popped in my head. Like, the Borg, in relation to the idea of a zombie... Well, the you Borg know, are zombies. They're, yeah, they're, you know, they're scientific zombies. I never really I never really thought of that before until you just mentioned zombie now. You've never made that connection before? No, because I'm an idiot. What the fuck do you expect? <laughs> do you expect me to have fucking intelligent thoughts? No, this is why I drink, because I can't think intelligently. What, what's and really I interesting about the Borg is that the Borg inspired an entire theme of enemies in every single sci-fi uh, series out there, okay? The Zerg. Well, let me go even further than that. There is not a single sci-fi show or video game that has persisted for long enough without deciding, okay, we need to create a nanomachine technology based Yeah, like in Stargate. Yes. Okay, there is, no matter what, if if it is a successful sci-fi thing... There was always a Zer- um, a Borg. <laughs> you almost said Zerg. I almost did. There was always a Borg of that universe. So, so let's talk about what the idea of the Borg is. Is is this uh, incompassionate, uncaring machine idea, right? This algorithm that runs. I I, I feel strongly that the the idea of the Borg is the. An, a logical conclusion of what the focusing of technology could be. Mm-hmm. Similar to, Stargate has two versions of that. So you have two different technology races that completely destroyed themselves. The Asgard. Yep. And the... Whatever the group they found on that one planet that um, led them to the uh, the nanomachine group became. The one that, the one that created the... Uh, what were they called in, the, in Stargate? Let me look it up. I, I can look it up right here. SG one Borg. Nano machines. Nanites. Replicators. Replicators. There we go. The replicators. Yes. Yeah, I mean that was an interesting conversation. Except was, the replicators are not the species that created the replicators. Right. Yeah. The, the replicators whole... were created by another species, whereas the Borg is. We don't know. We don't know, but we can suspect. And if I use the non-canon manga that got created. Manga. Yes, I it was. Uh, I was in New York one day, mm-hmm. and I was at Barnes and Noble, just chilling time. And I was reading, and I was like, "Oh shit, there's a Star Trek manga with Kirk and everything on it." Mm-hmm. And so they have this, they have this, uh, this sort of non-canon adventure where the entire original Star Trek crew runs across a species that eventually evolves into the Borg. Right. And um, they just fucked up in the episode in this in this entire manga, and they the technology took control. It's uh, it was it was an interesting read. You know, because it's, it's interesting because you mentioned Stargate, and spoiler alert for those of you that haven't watched Stargate. Spoiler alert. It, towards the end of towards the end of SG one, where you have the replicators that become humanoid. Sure. You know, and they develop consciousness, and it's really an interesting because that that 
episode or was a series of a couple of episodes. I think it was one episode. It really just um, points to the whole idea of a cycle of life, right? Because how did life, how did we evolve? Well, we just evolved from molecules doing what the fuck ever and then eventually consciousness and then we create unconscious beings and then they create and they develop consciousness and then what are they going to do? Create con- unconscious Red, beings? Uh, Ender's Game? No. Ender's Game has a, um, a bug species like that. Well, I was actually thinking Battlestar Galactica. Right they have be- one too. Right, because the, the Battlestar Galactica, they created the... Um, Cylons? The, the Cylons. Yep. And the Cylons. And the Cylons eventually gained consciousness or mm-hmm. the individuality and all that. Yep. And then you have like Detroit become human. You know, all these things were the machine. But this is, this is my thing is like almost every successful uh, sci fi series uh-huh. explores this collective um, of sorts. Uh-huh. Although increasingly I found that it becomes its nano machines that. Um, well, I mean, isn't that what the human being really is? Is just a collection of nanomachines? In some... I mean, if you look at the molecular level, like, the, the, the cell... I mean, they're very inefficient nanomachines. Well, the, how do you define efficient? I mean, if you look... Efficient by comparison to the actual nanomachine that people tend to portray in the actual sci-fi. Yeah, but that's one perspective, and perspectives can be skewed. Sure. I mean, you, you look at the cell wall, right? The cell wall is made up of phospholipids, which sometimes occasionally have a protein chain, which is, you know, the spike proteins and whatnot. You have, you know, that's the organelles. You have the organelles, walls are the same thing, but you have all these organelles that encompass within a cell. So basically all these, you know, I go back to describing human psychology as the operating system of the biological machine. Sure. Yeah. And, and so when we talk about these fantasy cultures and everything, even these machine cultures, which somehow eventually develop consciousness, how much are we really talking about how human consciousness evolved? And maybe that's what uh, causes so much of the appeal of the story. I suppose. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stories that are just based <laughs> upon different aspects of humanity, mm-hmm. which is really interesting just because we've, we've just decided to create entire species out of singular aspects I mean, you know, of go ahead. humanity. Yeah. That, that is more often <laughs> like than Like the not. Ferengi, like I was saying before. Um, and then you have porn. <laughs> porn is, is another aspect of humanity. Exactly. There's <laughs> not much of a story there. It's, well, it depends. No. Have you seen Orgasmo? <laughs> Have you seen uh, Star Trek The Next Generation for <laughs> Oh my god, no, and I don't think I want to. <laughs> I, I gotta show you this. Show me later, not on a show, not on yeah, a yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's quite hilarious. Oh god. <laughs> Bad enough all the memes came from Star Trek. about that though like 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 is there anything important that we could talk about as far as like culture because you you know somebody has made a porno with some kind of fantastic culture within it 
I, I find pornos not as a parody. Uh, in pornos, it typically tends to be that the uh, the most outlandish situation <laughs> just happens to be the situation that occurs. <laughs> it, it it is as if you rolled nat twenties on almost every single roll. I can roll the natural twenty on a d four. Just pointing that out. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> plumber shows up. It just so happens that the plumber is really hot. Just so happens that the woman, the plumber, is calling is really hot. And, you know, the, the woman called the plumber not for any reason other than, I want to fuck you. So here's a question, right? Because we, we talk about, we're, we're talking about, like, you know, fantasy cultures and whatnot and movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And this, this really can go to any story in general. But these these fantastic cultures that make it into stories. Yep. Really, there's kind of a like a selection process, right? Sure. Because even even in movies and and this, the idea of a story in general, and and relating the culture, the idea of a culture to a story in general, is the stories that we retell and become famous. Even the cultures we retell and become famous just happen to be this one perfect situ- perfect situation. Well, that's storytelling in general. Is um, I think uh, I think about this from um, a number of other topics, but mm-hmm. um, um, I think storytelling is most successful when you can hide a very obvious narrative within a very non-obvious plot line. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the further and further away you can get from the plot line itself, the better the story becomes to a point. Okay, if there if it is so hidden within the, mm-hmm. the the actual story itself that you can't even see the plot line, that the narrative is telling something that you don't even need, right. then it goes too far. Right. But some of the best stories are amongst the simplest or the most complicated. There's sort of a, a space in between where it's no good. Dead zone. Yes. And... Kind of like how you and I are about games, because I find uh, elegance in the simple, but you find elegance in the complicated, and there's this kind of dead zone between us. I don't know if there's a dead zone between us, but um, there's definitely a, a group of games that you have chosen to commit yourself to learning how to play that all play exactly the same way and uh that's awful <laughs> okay but going back to this topic so it you know but it's it, it's interesting how like these you know these cultures like because the culture contributes to the story like any story sure. right and and the stories that elevate and we compare that to how cultures elevate in the popular zeitgeist, right? What becomes the the popular thing to do and believe in and practices and whatnot. And so you have this, even in the fantasy medium, um, the same kind of Darwini, Darwinism, Darwinism, I can speak, Darwinism of cultures that you do in real life. Let's um, examine something I thought was an awful story. My life? Right. Right. That was that uh, Will Smith Never saw Detroit it. movie where 
fantasy creatures live in with humans in the modern... Somebody make a decent Shadowrun movie! <laughs> like, somebody make a Shadowrun movie, make it decent, like he's not a... like the fucking Super Mario Brothers movie. He's supposed to be a cop. Okay, and then right. his I've never seen this. So. so this is this is basically like Shadowrun. <laughs> and the and people sh- that run so far it sounds shitty. So, okay, well, so far it sounds shitty. And one of the opening scenes to the movie is uh, like the one of the guys in the neighborhood is beating fairies because um, fairies are basically flies uh-huh. and annoy the shit out of people. And so they have bug zappers, except for fairies. Oh, fairy! I, for, you know, I thought you were talking about fa- for initially. I thought fairies, as in the boats. <laughs> no, 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 no! Absolutely not. I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <laughs> and so I watched the movie, and it was awful. It was like a, a three out of ten because it had funny moments, but that was it. You know what? If you want a bad movie, hire me to write a movie. I will write a movie. It'll be bad, and yet somehow good. Don't hire me to write a movie. Hire me to fix somebody else's shitty script, and it'll be fucking great. But the movie was awful because the plot was very obvious, and um, the basically, instead of having a, a black cop and a white cop, you had a black cop and an orc. Uh-huh. And the orc was supposed to also represent a black cop. Except as an orc. All of a sudden, this is sounding familiar. Yeah, it was on Netflix. It got a huge promotion. Okay, everything. then the familiarity went away. Terrible, absolutely terrible. Uh, oh, okay. I know why it's sounding familiar. V. 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 For Vendetta. No, V. The I don't TV know what v show. Is. You've never seen the TV show V. No. So the the premise of the TV show V was that aliens had come, and yep. lit, and. And landed on Earth. Oh. And they were integrating with people. Yes. And yes. you had a cop whose partner was an alien. I was given. I was. I. Great oh. fucking show. I could not watch past the first episode. Really? Because I didn't get into the first episode. Uh, well, it was a great, great series. I mean, if we're going to talk about like space and whatnot, I, you know, you have a lot of. Let's go into because we were talking about cultures. Let's talk about animes for a second. Ooh, animes! Animes because are great! A- there's all these, awful. There's all these animes and whatnot. Still, my favorite anime is Cowboy Bebop. Absolutely. 100% there with you. It is in my top five. No, number one for if me. If not my number one. Number, and, and made by the same company, which is probably like number... Target? Eight. No, 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 no. Outlaw Star. Okay. It's, yeah, that was it's a up there. Good one too. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. It had some flaws because it had too many filler episodes. But Cowboy Bebop, they created this society, and they even had right because there was because we're talking about the econ- economics. You had the show mm-hmm. that put out to all the bounty hunters and whatnot. There was the the ideas of the mega corporations, as well as the syndicates. Yes. And you had the small shop owners. Yes. So, I mean, it was really well done in that world world, world building. I can fucking talk. Fuck you, I haven't drank too much. Even though I'm sick. Not really. Um, it, was, it was so comprehensive in how they built 
the entire uh, thing. What's so about Firefly too? You know, I never actually, I could never actually could get into Firefly. But the Cowboy Bebop is a fantastic. It, it is over the top amazing uh, anime. It is, it is a classic. It is done exceedingly well. Um, it's one of those few animes that. It, I went out of my way to get uh, the autograph. Of, oh, really? Yes. I, uh, I was at Otakon in 2005 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was 2006. And I heard that the uh, the voice actor for Spike was going to be there. And so... You guys are great. I went down to the vending the vendor's room, mm -hmm. and I found the uh, the six greatest episodes of Cowboy Bebop. Mm -hmm. Uh that is a tough choice. It's, it's they got a collection of the six best episodes. Picking the six best episodes out of Cowboy Bebop is a tough choice. It is tough, but this is the, the I could I could the, not do it. This is their their choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I got that, and I waited online for like two hours mm -hmm. to, to talk with him for a brief few seconds and get him to sign the uh, the CD uh -huh. of the or the CD case of the actual thing. Uh, one of my my favorite animes, period. It is it's beyond anything. Okay, let me ask you a question. Do you identify with any of the characters from Cowboy Bebop? The dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think I identify with any of the characters. I, I didn't think you would. I didn't think you would. I will say there is a character that I identify with. From Cowboy Bebop, Cowboy Bebop, I will give you a hint and say, as a whole, you want to see if you can guess it? No, I have no idea. Vincent Villaggio. I'm going to let you have that. I don't, I don't know if I, ever, I think that. That was from the movie. Yes. Yeah. That's a good movie too. Oh. There was nothing about that show, even like the, the quote unquote filler episodes, that was bad because there was so much extensive character development in that show. And not even character development, but the whole society. Like every episode developed either as well as the characters, but the society at large. Sure. There was one episode I didn't like. One? Just just because, not because it wasn't good, just because the one character really bothered the shit out of me, and that was the one with the fat guy in the circus. I thought you were going to say the guy on the horse. No, 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 not him. You know what I'm talking about? The one guy that was pretty much unkillable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That episode just kind of bugged me. But even though that episode bugged me, it still helped to build the universe and the characters of Cowboy Bebop. I do not think you could... I will... Alright. I may be in an inebriated state right now. Mm -hmm. But I will go so far as to say that you could not find better character or world building than you did in that show. Possibly. I think we should end here.
We've reached a high point. We've reached a high point. And with that said, if that's you're still here. Yeah, if you're still now we, we did a long episode because there was so much, you know, nightmare fuel to cover. We've been talking about changing the format of whether or not we want to stick to the hour and a half format. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. But in either case, that's it for this episode. Make sure to tune in for next episode, which is called Who Cares About Health? Or not. Fuck you either way. <laughs> Remember to find us on Locals, BitChute, Minds, and Rumble to check out our alt tech extras. And with that said, once again, I'm Greg. And I'm Charles. Remember to never question. Never ask for proof. And always believe what you're told by the news and politicians. No matter what. Now go back to sleep, fuckers. Good night, fellow human. You'll wake up tomorrow to cause more destruction and bring much more sorrow. You'll go out and smile and pretend you are good. But once you get crossed, you will don a black hood. You'll maim and you'll rend all while you pretend that you are some kind of hero. You can't face the truth and you'll stay aloof to the fact that you're a zero. You'll sit and stay glued to a spoon-feeding tube so that you can believe you're the best. You'll obey and be bribed by a campaigner's lies all throughout the COVID murder fest. I hate you all.